Okay. Just to save my finances. I'm in the red for today. I, I don't know how to help you. Please. I think I have some change. Yo, if I could buy some more Doge. Doge it up. I've been annoying everybody about fucking Dogecoin. And then if it goes big, I can say, I fucking told you. <laughs> I was telling you to buy in. You fucking won. And now I'm going to the moon by myself. That's fine. No. You said you were taking me with you. Well, yeah, if you have fucking Doge. <laughs> <laughs> How many Doge do I need to go to the moon? All um, the Doge. All the I don't think I can have all the Doge. Well, take it Give from... me all your Doge. No, I'm not See, giving you. See, I can't have all the I'm Doge. I'm not giving you 100,000 Doge. Chick fucks with dicks. Wait a second. I miss... Oh, shit. I needed to watch the last 20 minutes because Josh Gad... You see Josh Gad ass. Like... Oh, yeah. They go to a party and Josh Gad fucks. Yes. Yeah. And then he tells his brother, I'm glad I had meaningless sex because now I know how awful your life is and I'm going to go back with my bitch of a wife. Chick fucks with dicks. Oh, you see all of her. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I've seen, we don't get like full the, bush, do we? Uh, I think there's almost, a scene. Just about. Almost. I think there is. It's the moment when she comes in with the overcoat. Yeah, and, and then she, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like it's very close. But even then, it's literally like the coat stops like right. Yeah, there, you know. Yeah. This year can eat our shit for racist swaps of COVID. Escape with quarantine, so come with us if you want to live. It's time for season two, you know, with who the dicks are back. So get your earballs up with Alex Shu and Zach Attack. Chicks, chicks flicks with dicks. Oh, oh yeah, it's chick flicks with dicks. Oh yeah. Chicks, flicks with dicks. Oh, you know, yeah. it's chick flicks with dicks. And sometimes Krista. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Chick Flicks. With dicks. I'm your host, Zach Stein. With me, as always, co-host extraordinaire, Alex Schumacher. Maker. And joining us as part of the quarantine through season two, Miss Krista Fanning. Hello, friends. Oh, guys, it's so good to be with you. Ugh. And to be recording this in the year 2021. We're in a bunker right now. We are. There's no canned food. There's a lack of root beer in the mini fridge, but... We at least have plenty of seasons of television shows, and it looks like Magic the Gathering cards, which I can get into, Pokemon cards. Is that old PlayStation 2 I'm gonna games s- up there? Probably. Uh, PS2, yeah. PS3, uh, Nintendo DS. Hell to the yes. This isn't my house, so and please don't may, break in here, Robin. We may be short on root beer in the mini fridge, but we do have a deep freezer that I believe is full of french fries and corn dogs. Real glad you said french fries and corn dogs. For a second, I was like, whose body is in there? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You always move the bodies before you have company. Or do you? I mean, because wouldn't that make it a little more exciting? Like, ooh, like the thrill of, well, of getting caught? It depends on the company, honestly. Like, there are some people I wouldn't move it for. Don't move the body for me. Noted. Don't move it for Noted. Alex. If anything, we would most likely help you hide it if we needed to. That's so. true. Now, that's my true. question for you is, that's a small deep freezer? Yeah. That's a kid. No. Or, or there's like a knife involved and some hacking. That's why you can't use the shower down here. Oh. Where the cat litter is. Insert air quotes. <laughs> this. Yeah. So it's, if you go into that little alcove, there's a toilet. And I got real excited about it. And then I opened it and realized it's not hooked up. But they didn't tell us that when we moved into the house. Did you take a shit in that so toilet? So had I been a little bit drunker, I might have taken a shit in that so toilet. So why is it there? I don't know. Is I, it in, like, when, they say, when you say not hooked up, you mean like water lines aren't hooked up? I believe so. I haven't But is it like it. set in the ground? I don't know. I. It, it, it doesn't move if you touch it. It is stable enough to sit on to empty the cat litter. But it's not. there's no water to it. 
Gotcha. So I would have just had to like scoop my shit out of the toilet. So it's an indoor outhouse. Kind of. I mean, but there's nowhere for it to go. No, there's the toilet bowl. I think at that point it's an indoor in-house. No. Unless you, I mean, you could you could hook up a hose. Do you have a sink down? Here? Yeah, there's potential for us to hook it up. That's sure. just like, it's like number twenty five on our list of stuff we want to do with the house. Yeah, That's I just, just keep looking around the room. I haven't had time to really take everything in, and I I am. Did you see the complete it. series of Invader Zim? Oh shit! Right. Nice. <clears throat> My boyfriend really enjoys stories. I'm looking at the comics up on the walls. Some of the artwork. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think your boyfriend's it, a nerd. It's fantastic. He is. And I love him very much. Aww. Yeah. That's good. I'm happy he, for you. He got me into D&D, and that's been the best thing in the past year for me. Good. I feel like it definitely helped yeah. helped you with uh, getting through the back end of 2020 for sure. Yeah, and the back end of 2019. Lord knows sometimes you need <sighs> help through the back end sometimes. <laughs> that's a butt sex joke. Hey. You're so clever. Thank you. Thank you. That is what I have to bring to the table. Guys, how you doing? Um, I'm all right. Uh, now, this is a special episode we are filming, right? It is, yeah. yes. So this is going to jump ahead of the schedule. We are launching the second half of season two, and we are recording this a few days before this will go out for Valentine's Day. <laughs> What's a valentine? Oh, Alex, when... When a man and a woman love each other. Or a man and a man. Yeah, or a woman and a woman. When a person and a person. When a person and a person. When a... Humanoid? Yes. I don't think Valentine's Day exists on other worlds. I think it's an Earth-exclusive holiday. Let us have this. When a terrestrial humanoid has feelings for another terrestrial humanoid in which... They either truly love each other or just want to get it wet and need the occasion. Then you go out and you buy a bunch of flowers and chocolate and frilly things and, and red dildos. and pink and purple dildos and handcuffs and whips and chokers. and Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> this is unrelated slightly. I found the best Facebook group. It's making fun of Internet doms. Who are like, oh kitten, I'm home. Oh, the role playing ones. Yes. Yo. Yes. It's called Yes, Daddy Dom McDommy Pants, the most domly dom ever to dom, and I love it. All right, so Alex, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Insert noise here. Absolutely nothing. Let's kick off this episode for this Valentine's Day special. Your dicks have taken on love and other drugs. Now, if you haven't seen the movie yet, I recommend pausing this episode and then going and watching the film. It's a really hard watch. But it's really good. You know why it's hard? Because it's good. No, because it's, it's about deep. Viagra. It's be- Oh, well, hey. hey yes. Hey. hey. Bubba Booey. Um, uh, so, yes, Love and Other Drugs came out in, was it like 2009, 2010 ish? It was, it was. 2010. 10. Yeah, okay. I was going to say it was between 2008 and 2011. Gotcha. It's set and in 98. Is it 98? Yeah, I okay. looked it up because gotcha. I couldn't remember. I couldn't I couldn't get the timeline because I know yeah. that Macarena played at one point and I feel like that was like 96. I'm wondering how much of that front end of has kind of fast forwarded. So, I'm, I'm saying. It's 98 based on when Viagra came out. Sure, yes. So. Yes, but. And but I the guess, Macarena was popular for like 10 years. And technically, I guess he did. 
he was selling other drugs yeah. before yeah. Viagra. He was selling the love. Right, yeah. before he sold the love. So your primary players in this are Jake Gyllenhaal, Anne Hathaway. Definitely not, what's the movies that she did for Disney? The Princess one? Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries, yes. I mean, the she best did kind of Princess she, Diaries. She did do Havoc before this, so like we've already seen it. Fair enough, yes. She gets naked a lot in this movie. Yes, she does. Which is fine. It only makes it better. I didn't complain. I was also, I, I didn't I didn't know it didn't that was going to be in here. It didn't need it. It didn't need it by any means, but it's a nice little extra credit. It's like when you get a nice cake and they're like, oh, that comes with a maraschino cherry. I'm like, bro. Oh, okay. I hate maraschino cherries. Well, then, uh, you know what? There was one time I got real drunk and then ate like a handful of them and threw up. And so there was just a pile of maraschino cherries on my dorm room floor. So what else did you learn in college? I don't like maraschino <laughs> cherries. What else is there? Was that worth all the debt? Yeah. yeah. We're first introduced to Jake Gyllenhaal's character. For the longest time, I thought his name was Randall. Yeah. I know that's his last name. Yeah. His actual name is Jamie Randall. And I was like, well, that didn't make it any better. But I was thinking Randall. <laughs> I'm like, literally, that it's, an, it's one of those things. The movie takes place in the mid to late 90s. I felt like I knew more people named Randall at that time. I, did um, they all die what's happened, what's, what's happened to them since then? Well, I mean, like. As far as I, I don't know any others, and actually I don't know what's happened to the other ones. One of them I went to middle school with, and we were in the middle of preparing for like statewide exams. I don't know what they were called back then, and the ISATs, yeah. LSATs, not no, the LSATs. No, it, it was the Greater Prairie Test. No, it, it, was, it was the Illinois. It was one of those standardized they were both. testing assessment. And so we'll say. We were, was it a, was it a scantron? Yeah, yeah and fuck that. Test. And he was don't fuck a test. He was holding a pencil in his writing hand, and he was wiggling it back and forth, and he was thinking, and then he put his writing hand down with the pencil pointing up, and then he took his other hand and put it to his chin, you know, so his elbows bent, and he went to sit his arm down, and the pencil went into the arm. How far into the arm? Um, deep enough that he went uh what and pulled his arm up, and it was just hanging there. Like, like by the like, tip or like half? No, it was in. It wasn't like... So he went almost full Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, give or uh. take. Um, so something similar happened to me today. Was he made of Play-Doh? Literally, literally today, something like that happened to me. Okay, what? when your finger breaks through the toilet paper, that does not count. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I stabbed myself in the fucking face. Why? Because <laughs> I'm stupid. So I have this stapler, right? And it's one of those fancy staplers that like stand up like on its front, so it's standing like tall. And on the tip of it is this little piece of metal is like a piece of a triangle. It's a little sharp thing, so you can just hit it like that and get the staples out if you need to. Right. So I had it on my desk like that. Well, I wanted to move my desk like literally three, four inches to the right. I go down to pick up my desk, and that thing is sticking straight uh, up right here. Can you see uh, that by any chance? I was bleeding. There's a little red spot yeah, there, yeah. I was, I was like profusely yeah. bleeding today, and I was like, man. One time at my parents' house, we had hung up a wreath. They'd hung up a wreath on the front door, but with a fucking nail. <laughs> Christmas oh. was done. The wreath was down. The nail was still there, but it was like a small like woodworking one, not, not a construction nail, right? I'm in a rush. I'm like, I had to run in from the car to grab something. I go to open it, and the door was locked, oh, and no. I... Walked into it and the nail oh. went right into the top of my head, and I was stuck on the door and had to like pull it off. And it bled so much, but it was the tiniest little nail. It's because the head just bleeds like it, it, it like profusely. You know and what else bleeds stops. profusely? The feet. Yeah. That makes so sense. So I, I can't get pedicures because we're in a fucking pandemic. 
So I bought myself one of the like foot shavers with like little razor blades. Oh, the to... eggs. No, like no, eggs, they. Right? It, it's more intense than that. It's like a handle, and there's a doodad on top, and there's like a razor blade, and it just it just shaves away your calluses, and it's great. And I was doing it a couple weeks ago, and I shaved just a small little chunk off of my heel, like the back of the heel. Yes. Mm. And oh. I. <laughs> You're like one of Cinderella's stepsisters. <laughs> I oh. bled for like three hours, oh like soaked through paper towels, and I was like, I'm such a fucking idiot. Why did, did you, I do that? Yeah, I mean, that's t- I, be, it's your like blood flows all the way down. You know what I mean? Like, that's literally <laughs> the bottom. That's where yeah, it goes. Yeah. So. I just, like, I kept having to replace, because I went up to work in my office, because, you know, if I'm going to need medical attention because I shaved my foot off, I have to have a job. And I just had to keep replacing paper towels. It so was too much. Why didn't you just drain your blood in a bowl and then every now and then drink the blood? <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. you're right. My yeah. stupid lady brain. <laughs> You know, I'm used to just throwing blood away. Well, there's a reason you couldn't get a credit card until about the 70s. I couldn't get a credit card in the 70s. Well, you weren't born yet. Exactly. Yeah, twinkles in the eyes don't get credit cards. It was so nice. My feet have been disgusting, and I just got all that callus off. I tried a foot peel, too, which was satisfying, but took too long. Mm. Your feet peeled for like a week. You guys are welcome. I can see that. Beauty tips with Krista. Well, I mean, you are dashing. Hey. Thank you. (laughs) Why are we the, here? The Korean in me really wanted to be like, let me see feet. No, because my heel is still healing. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Because it's a heel. <laughs> oh, yeah. What were we saying? Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal's character. <laughs> so this is taking place in the mid mid to late 90s. You can. It starts out with him working as a shitty sales rep at a shitty electronics store. But he's very good at it. You can tell just from the the little, I don't know if it's necessarily a montage as mu- much as just a bunch of cut takes yeah. of him just selling shit to he literally anybody. I think we can call it a montage. Okay. But yeah. he's, he's yeah. charismatic. Yeah. He can push the sales. I didn't know if montages had lines. Like oh, that, they can have lines. Okay. Yeah. I, I always took a montage as like, you know, like the Rocky training session where they're not actually talking. It's literally just action. But he did talk in that. Uh, Rocky's the, trainer. Like a montage. Well, during, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I could. There is okay. dialogue. Is, yeah. it, is it the Kuleshov effect? Where like one image holds less meaning than two next to each other? Like a montage is just taking advantage of that. Right. It's telling a story with short bursts of images. Yeah. Which yeah. is literally what comic books do. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I guess technically that's what manga does. Comics have much more text bubbles, but, you know. I don't like mango. They print it backwards. (laughs) Fair enough. Did you just call it mango? Yeah, you never heard me call it mango. I adore you. I don't don't know. We don't discuss it Anime, animu. Yeah. Mango is delicious. Yes, he's very good at his job. And he ends up getting fired because he fucks the manager's person. Girlfriend, wife, they don't really make that. And still makes a sale and hits on a woman on the way out, basically. All he did was give her the extended warranty. Hey. I don't understand what happened with that. Like, maybe the 90s were just a different time, but if a guy was hitting on me and then got chased out of a store because he was fucking somebody else's person, I don't think I would shout my phone number at them. But it was the 90s, so, yeah. That was a weird moment, but I liked it. I think the weirdest part after that is he went to go call that woman, but it was like, you know, a rotary phone. <laughs> My great grandma used to have one of those, and it was one of the ones that had the earpiece you had to take off and hold up to your ear, oh, and then you had to hold the stand 
where the microphone was up to your mouth. Beautiful. Yeah, I used to I used to love that. Jake Gyllenhaal gets fired, and the next thing we see him at a family dinner, and his family is fantastic. First off, his dad is a doctor. He's the dad from The Goldbergs. I don't know if you guys have seen that highly. He was in Spin City, right? It. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His brother is Josh Gad, who is just fucking amazing. Like, It's weird seeing him in this role, and I'm also super grateful because I feel like it would have been very easy to, to get typecast into this role all the time moving forward. Definitely. Like, this movie, he is very much just, like, off-brand Jonah Hill. Which is weird because the only reason he's in the movie is because Jonah Hill wasn't available. Yeah. He's no, that's the, real. I didn't know that. He's straight up off. It, yeah. And I'm so glad that he did that and then got other opportunities mm-hmm. that are not this. Oh, absolutely. But I can't handle watching Olaf getting ready to fuck. Uh, you're going to hate Frozen 3. <laughs> <laughs> Chick fucks with dicks. He is definitely in that role. It, usually I would say it's a fat, funny, best friend role. But in this case, it's his brother. Yeah. Which I thought was a, an interesting twist on the fat, funny, best friend. More yeah. being the brother. No, it seems like what I found weird about this, I expected him the whole time uh, for there to be a conflict between the two. It was just like, damn fat, funny brother, you always embarrass me. Why do I take you to this shit? But it, like, it never seems like that. Like, no, not at like all. It seems like they genuinely do care about each other. And like, yeah. He's like, hey, no, let's go. Let's have fun. Yeah, until, until Josh Gad masturbates to his brother's porn. Oh my gosh, I have so many questions fight. about that. I have so <laughs> many questions about that. This is a weird-ass family. So, and that's just it. It's definitely a high-octane family because yeah. the dad uh, <clears throat> is a very prestige doctor. They make it very clear in this two-and-a-half-minute clip yeah with the family dinner to where he he's above touching patients now I, I remember that line for whatever reason and just Damn. and I remember Josh Gad going yeah patients gross Josh Gad what does he do he did he wrote some like medical code yeah something for some medical program yeah. um, so he's also in the I guess medical industry yeah but well not is, anymore he's retiring he, right. made, he made WebMD right. he's the reason we all think we have AIDS <laughs> What did the mom do? Was she also a doctor? I don't know. What I do know is that she whipped that family into shape yeah. and basically like put them in their place regularly. And I uh, I appreciated that. Having a strong female character yeah. and not just be like, oh, you guys. You know, just yeah. she held her own for sure. So Jake Gyllenhaal's character dropped out of med school. So he is sort of the black sheep of the family, even though he's the oldest. And, and attractive. So is, it's okay. Wait, or is, or is their sister the oldest? <clears throat> they have a sister. Is he a, was yeah. there a sister? Yeah, there was the oh. other woman that was there. Was Anne Hathaway his sister? No. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> so Olaf watched his brother fuck his sister? Yep. That sounds like something Olaf Happy would do. Happy Valentine's Day. That's <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a Disney movie. All right, that's it, guys. Good night. Let it go. We find out that he dropped out of med school. Yeah. Actually, more or less because he just couldn't get through boring classes. He couldn't sit still long enough. He just got bored. Okay, so at one point he talks about having ADD. Yeah, which again, contextually are, is important. Are we assuming that he does, right? He's not just saying that because he's no, a liar. No, he legit does. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh? <laughs> that comes hey. up later. Because <laughs> penises rise when they oh, become man, erect. Oh there are so many dicks in Which this. is how you have the sex. Tell me more. At dinner, Josh Gad 
laughs when they're talking about what Jake Gyllenhaal's character is doing now because yeah. the mom thought that he was selling you know uh, sound equipment and electronics his little brother basically sells him out and laughs and he's like yeah not anymore which I mean at this point he's kind of an asshole oh 100% so I'm, one, I'm so glad Josh he's, Gad did he's that he's just bragging about how much money he's making and the fact that he's retiring you can tell his yeah. wife is out of his league is what they're trying to make it look like. Which yeah. I didn't get because I was... Was she like a mail-order bride? Did she have an accent? You know, I think... Did she have a line? She might She have did been. at one point. She, okay. She said something about getting to keep all the shares in... I think I took generic bimbo from okay. her. He kept trying to reach out for her or whatever. Like she, she just like yeah. walked away. Very similar to the former first lady and, <laughs> and our former president. <clears throat> <clears throat> I could slapping his hand away. Just, <laughs> no, you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, fuck her too, but thanks for the laughs. Josh Gad makes a comment about getting Jake Gyllenhaal a job. Yeah, if yeah. he sucks my dick, I'll, I'll reach out to the VP at Pfizer or yeah. whatever. Um, oh, shit. That'd pay, that'd pay off right the fuck now. No kidding. So, <laughs> yes, that is something. Am I the only one that thinks... The setup for this movie hits us differently now than it would have a year ago. 100%. So the drug company that Jake Gyllenhaal ends up joining as a pharmaceutical sales rep, and this is back when it's somewhat of a newer booming industry. Yeah. We know today you say pharmaceutical sales rep and instantly a certain visual comes to your head as well as a lot of money, travel, and yep. drug peddlers is what they are. They are glorified drug dealers. They're the uh, cartel, but just not Mexican. Yeah. They get paid for it legally. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You probably don't pay taxes. And I'm sure they find ways around it. He joins Pfizer, which if you're not keeping up with, I don't know, regular everyday news anymore. Which the, we don't blame you if you're not. No, if you shut down like 10 months ago, that that's okay. We, we understand. <laughs> But Pfizer, obviously being the company that's developed the first... What Were they first or was Moderna first? They were first they're, to get approved. They're the, the first okay, to get okay. approved and mass produced to provide. Yeah. So it's super weird to see this company... The, like being high, highlighted, high lit, to be... Featured? Featured, yeah, thank you. Featured, that was the, yeah. yeah, we'll go with that. It's, it's that to English learning. Featured. Do you think they paid for that? Ooh, I don't... No, I don't I, think so. Yeah. Think so? Because the whole thing had to do with... Oh, yeah, they did Viagra. And, and being, like, money grubby. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was obviously the big drug that yeah. came out at that time. How how was Pfizer spelt in the movie? Was it with the P or was it with It was correctly. It, it was correct. It was, it was yeah. Pfizer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it was the real Pfizer. Uh, yeah, that was their logo and everything. I mean, they did. yeah, they did own the copyright for uh, the blue pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a nice reminder that, like, pharmaceutical companies are not my friend. Like, yes. even if I have a good impression a of them right of now. A lot of the take on this, a lot of yeah. the information that was presented, even though this is definitely not a nonfiction film, had a lot of good information. Like, if you go back and actually check sources, yeah. aren't inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> so, going back through it and going, oh, fuck. Just some of the shit that his character pulls through this. So, he originally... Once he gets through training and all that crap, he originally starts out pushing Zoloft, which would be the competitor for Prozac. Zoloft was the one that had the commercials that were the little circle dudes, right? Yeah. 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 And they were constantly trying to push how fewer side effects there were than 
Prozac, yep. right? That was the other one, Prozac. Yeah. How it can be used to treat more symptoms than what Prozac could. That was what he was pushing throughout this whole thing. Can we talk about that training montage? Because that was fun. Oh, it was. Have you ever worked for an organization like that? No. I have. Well, Obama's kind of like that. Sure. But it felt less scummy and there were less fireworks. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. Less explosions. Yeah. Um, did you have the moments where you had to hold the match and get through the elevator pitch before? No, because it wasn't like a sales thing. But I enjoyed the energy in that scene. That's also, the, now I want to see what I can get out of my mouth with a match on fire. Like, I'm interested in trying that. I don't have matches. It's fine. Don't worry. Damn. Okay. I was going to say, we could do I'm, this right now. No, I don't have a insert, lighter. Insert match sound. So the one thing that we find is that Jake Gyllenhaal struggles with selling to men. He struggles interacting with doctors. Yeah. I think that has a self-confidence issue. I don't. No, no, seriously. It might be. Because he's intimidated by his father. That's what I think it is. I think it's daddy issues that obviously play into this. And the fact that he should slash could have been a doctor. He's definitely intelligent enough. No question. Yeah. Along the way, it becomes very clear how smart this kid is. You know, we know he can sell because of the montage in the beginning when he worked the the electronic shop, but I realized most of the people he talked to at the electronic shop were women of any age mm-hmm. or young teen boys that were buying like a new sound system They're or trying something. trying to impress girls. Exactly. Yeah. So it really all revolved around that. And it took a while for him to find his way into some of these doctor's offices. And he started realizing it's the receptionists. Yeah. You're better with the women. They're the ones at the front desk that really are the gatekeepers to getting time, FaceTime with the doctor or getting your samples of the drug back in the sample yeah. kit uh, where the doctor will see it. And so he really starts leveraging that. Can we take a second? The guy that he gets partnered with, like the senior sales yeah. rep he gets partnered with, Oliver Platt. Sure. I love him. Late 90s, early 2000s, he was one of my favorites. Uh, He was in The Three Musketeers, and he played Porthos, the portly one. And I think that's actually a line from the movie. I think that's why I remember that. And then he was also that weird doctor in Lake Placid. I haven't seen that movie in so long. Wait, wait, wait. You talking about the fat guy? Yes. He was a musketeer? Yes. He played Porthos in The Three Musketeers. And in, in the Disney one, you know, yeah. opposite of, yeah. of Kiefer Sutherland yeah. and Chris O'Donnell. Oh, Charlie Sheen. Shit. I forgot he was the other one, too. You know what? You know what else that guy's in? He's in that uh, movie that's on Netflix with John Favreau, where he has a food truck. Oh, I. Yeah. He's the food critic. He is fantastic because a lot of the characters that he's played up to that point in films that I've seen him in, like just the two I've mentioned but between the Three Musketeers and Lake Placid. He has this charisma to him. He's definitely a but bigger, he doesn't goofier have looking dude. That meets his personality dude. at all. No, not at all. No. He is just this personality-wise. He is a big dick swinging guy. Like he's just so full of confidence. But he looks like he plays WoW as a career. Yes. Yeah. I'm down for it though. That's sweet. Maybe later you can chew the bark off by big fat log. That's just it. He's a fast talker. He's a smooth talker. Not unlike Jake Gyllenhaal's character. But he is of this old school style of selling drugs, bringing old sales pitches and old sales tactics. You ambush them in the parking lot. (laughs) You bring random goodies that aren't actually doing anything to push your stuff. Like you're not getting creative with how to get that FaceTime. Oh, 100%. Um, But even then, you know, it's a click pen is not 
always the way to go. I mean, it depends how good that pen is. Yeah, it was a nice fucking pen. I'm gonna like, listen. Like, I know the scene later with when he's sleeping with the receptionist and she's talking about the pen. Oh, right. Is supposed to show that she's boring, but she's 100% right. Yes. Also, I feel bad for her. Uh, yeah. Not the character. The actress. Okay. okay. Because she plays that role regularly. Yeah. The one that it's like she... Yeah. Arrested Development... She's Kitty. <laughs> you know, they say goodbye to these. And say goodbye to these. <laughs> <laughs> I've made a horrible mistake. Yeah, I feel like for a while in her career, she was getting cast type as the cute girl who's just cute enough to fail. To, yeah, to, to not, not be get the, the one. To not. To either get the dick as a secondary, yeah. as a consolation. You know, as opposed to, like, but not She's quite the strength. primary. Exactly. It's because she got a B cup. Boom. Until the rest of development, you know. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and the, hey, that banana stand. Uh, <clears throat> so he finally gets in, and the idea is that he can just put his drug in the... <laughs> in the receptionist. In the... Sa- in the re- and then the receptionist no, no, no. goes to work, and the doctor's like, what's in here? <laughs> <laughs> She's a mule. She's literally a mule. <laughs> You so, guys just put in a condom first, right? You literally just took all you those drugs. You took all the drugs. <laughs> They're just seeping up through your <laughs> vaginal canal. <laughs> She's the one that split timelines. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> She's Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> he gets yeah. to go back and put his samples in the sample cabinet. Next to where he's putting his, yeah. Zoloft, is Prozac. And so he scoops all the Prozac away into his bag and then leaves. And I love that he ends up getting like a hobo entourage. Yeah. He is the entourage. Like that is it. One singular hobo entourage. That character is brilliant storytelling. Right? Like it's so subtle. They trust the audience to understand what's going on. And it's a very simple story. And you're rooting. You don't know his name. You don't know what the fuck is going on with him, but you're rooting for him. Absolutely. Like, more than anybody else in the movie, I want the hobo to succeed. Well, I just know that he was a singing hobo, not a stabbing hobo. Those are the best kind of hobos. Usually, yes. They sing for sponge baths. Jake Gyllenhaal's character takes the Prozac drugs, and when he leaves the doctor's office, goes to the dumpster and dumps it all in. There's a homeless gentleman. He sees this guy in a fancy suit with a fancy briefcase, walk up, empty the fancy briefcase into the dumpster. Then... We see another montage of this happening regularly, where Jake Gyllenhaal is doing this at other doctor offices and behind the dumpster every time the hobo is waiting. And it's also just, it is a scathing review of health care, especially mental health care in this country. 100%, especially like, in the ooh, mid to late 90s. Yeah. I mean, not that it's 100% better today, but holy shit. Well, you got to think of all the uh, mentally unstable people that became homeless in the late 80s with uh, Ronald Reagan shutting down all the mental yeah. hospitals. Mm-hmm. So this is about a good decade of those people been homeless the whole time. Yeah, yeah. they've had nowhere else to go. So in comes Jake Gyllenhaal. Just, like, yo, have some dumpster Prozac. Not just yeah. that. I mean, and it's... I did expect the story to take a turn where he notices this guy and is like, nah, try Zoloft. Oh, yeah. Ah, right. He sells it to him. <laughs> yeah, like... He sold it to him wholesale because he doesn't have insurance. <laughs> yeah. But that didn't happen. I, it's still brilliant subplot. It really was. And especially because later we see, after Jake Gyllenhaal gets accosted by the other drug rep <laughs> whose job it is to push Prozac. Yeah. Number one pill by that homeless guy. When that guy <sighs> leaves after punching Jake Gyllenhaal... And he's like next to the dumpster and the homeless guy comes out and he asks, hey, do you have more 
samples in the briefcase. And Jake Gyllenhaal is like, uh, yeah, help yourself. Like yeah. he's on the ground, like writhing in pain. And he's like, sure. And the guy's like, thanks. I've got a job interview today. You know, it's just that, that small, tiny interaction that his, his hair is combed back. He's got the same khaki pants, but he's got like a tie on with his collared shirt. That's not tucked in. You could tell like there's a different light to this person. Yeah. He's, he's going out and trying to get a job. Holy shit. You know, like just from taking dumpster Prozac. Pro, dumpster Prozac. <laughs> that's, that's the best kind of Prozac. <laughs> Which is just crazy. It's just crazy. But it was, yeah. it was very well executed. I like it's so quick. You don't have to shine a light a lot. Well, well that, yeah, it. it's commentary, but it's simple. It's not yeah. your fucking face about it. Exactly. I appreciate that. I mean, it was definitely better than, uh, like, the homeless person just looking into the camera and saying, this is how broken our system is. <laughs> yeah. Like, I am breaking the fourth wall, and I can only do this on Prozac. And then Jake Hall leans into frame and, like, looks, and he's like, who the fuck are you talking to? Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You need to take that dumpster Prozac because there's a what lot of people. What are you still doing here? Go home. The movie's over. There's a lot of people looking at us right now. That one's eating popcorn. Chick fucks with dicks. He finally gets in with the doctor, Hank Azaria, which is fun to see him. And he's about to go in to see a patient, and he tells him that he has to say he's an intern. Did or Hitler not exist in the late 90s? It did. Doctors just don't give a shit. Okay. Okay. It, yeah. It was, it was a different way of thinking. I think it's a little more strict today. You mean they don't um, just give patient numbers out to pharmaceutical reps? Well, technically, that wasn't the doctor. <laughs> that yeah. was the receptionist. I mean, the receptionist but... would still be held accountable. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that it's Anne Hathaway, and we find out that she has early onset Parkinson's. And a spider bite. And a spider bite. Ask me how I know. How do you know? Because she goes, oh, I have a spider bite for you to look at. And he's like, all right, let me see them titties, and I'll look at that spider bite. And then she goes... Actually, that's very convenient because it is on my titty. And then we see her titty. And I'm like, We do. She's a master summarizer. She just just whips it right out there. The whole reason she's there to visit is because she needs a new script. And that she is between specialists, neurologists, I believe. She says while she's there that she has the spot on one of her breasts that she needs him to take a look at as well. She didn't want to, like, freak out or anything. And he said, sure, let's take a look. And it, yeah, just turned out to be a little spider bite. But she just whips it out. I was like, oh, you know, camera's going to... It's a doctor's office. Camera's going to... Yeah, exactly. I'm like, but I'm thinking, oh, the camera's going to cut away, you know, or it's going to do, like, a shoulder shot or whatever. Nope. Just, like, boom, right out there. And I was like, huh, dear Princess Diaries. (laughs) (laughs) The 90s were a weird time. We get f-bombs from Anne Hathaway. She tells Jake Gyllenhaal's character to eat shit and die when she like, finds out. It's like out. right in the, in the parking lot. Isn't it's it? in yeah. the parking lot after yeah. her appointment. She sees his trunk full of fucking Pfizer stuff. Yeah, she realizes he's, he's a, a drug rep. Yeah. 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 And he, she beats the shit out of him. She whacks him in the face with like, her bag slash purse and it has this, these buckles on it. Yeah. And one of them catches him in the eye pretty good. Rightfully so. Yeah. I'd say that's more Hank Azaria's fault than anything. Well, 100%. Because that's his office. Yeah. He should have been and like, the fact hey, that he get out of here. let him in and impersonated a Under doctor. Under false pretense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. But the movie needs to happen, so it's fine. Chick fucks with dicks. I love the dichotomy that they show between... Jake Gyllenhaal and Oliver Pratt's character, the fact that they are similar, but of two very different mindsets of selling. You know, obviously, Oliver Pratt, as a senior seller, is trying to teach him these ways. This is and, how you seduce the receptionist. Well, not even, yeah, not even necessarily that. It's when Jake Gyllenhaal very, makes it very obvious of his, well, okay, the whole Lisa thing. Yeah. How, how did he say that works? Because... 
eventually she will come up to him and be like, why are you calling me Lisa? And he'll My be like, name's I, whatever. Yeah, I thought I, I dated somebody and I thought you were her and her name was Lisa. And I thought you were mad at me because I didn't call you. His thinking is that she will then assume he dated somebody that looked exactly like her and decided she wasn't good enough. And so she'll want to prove that she's good enough, even though she's not Lisa. Sounds like the dentist system to me. Yeah. Interesting. Super gross. I should try that sometime. Please don't try that. What? Nothing else has worked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just here taking notes for Alex now. (laughs) Being honest hasn't worked. Yeah, here's the thing. That's not going to work. Unless, I mean, if what you want is like a one night stand. Lisa? Is that you, Lisa? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Lisa. I thought you were Lisa. No, no, no. No, no, it's Cresta. Josh Gad shows up at Jake Gyllenhaal's apartment. And Doesn't he just remind you of a creepy little goblin throughout this whole thing? hundred percent. It's the it's the neck beard. I resent that. It, no, 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 you no, no. You don't have a neck Not, beard. You'd, no, 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 Stop no. Stop that. No, his neck beard is 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 a, a neck beard on a neck beard. And he just looks dirty and unwashed the whole time. <sighs> yeah. And, yeah. Which is like funny because he, he's rich as fuck. Like, yeah. He looks like he uh, purposely and uh, exclusively... Showers with Outback Steakhouse wet naps. I could see that. Maybe Logan's on a, on an occasion. Used Outback Steakhouse I know, wet naps. I know what you mean with that, but in my head, he goes into the bathroom, turns on the shower, and wet naps just drop down. <laughs> they're they're still exactly. wet. That's yeah. exactly what, yeah, it's just wet nap bukkake. <laughs> the sound effect <laughs> would be thwap. <laughs> <laughs> We find out that Josh Gad's wife is leaving him, claims that he's addicted to internet porn. I loved this whole this whole give and take thing because when Jake Gyllenhaal's like, well, are you? And he's like, yeah, of course I am. Aren't we all? Who the fuck isn't? I was just cracking up. Like, yeah, that was. Oh, my gosh. This is fantastic. Oh, that was funny. All the time. For the viewers, I'm making yes. a jerk off okay, so motion. internet porn, 1998. Yeah. How long did that take to load? There had to have just been a JPEG. Had to have been. There was no video in 1998. Like, AOL, you might... I mean, granted, he is extremely wealthy and in IT. So he might have access to better stuff. But even then, that dial-up is dial-up. It doesn't matter. Sure, sure, sure. But the thing is, like, the only, like, video you can get on AOL... And this is when AOL was the top tier. Um, To load a video, you'd have to press play on it, pause it. Pause it, luckily. Walk away for six hours. <laughs> you might have 15 seconds loaded up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, might. So, if this guy's like, no wonder he's suffering. He'll get hard, load something, and he'll have to, like, go fuck off for six hours while still getting excited for this. Mm-hmm. That's why he's addicted to it, because it's like a... It's the thrill. Yeah. It's the, yeah. It's a waiting game. Jake Gyllenhaal gets the phone number of Anne Maggie. Hathaway from the receptionist that he's currently boning. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) They meet up for coffee, and she knows he's a drug rep, and she also just speaks openly against them. She's like, have you hit your quota? You know, I mean, everything's about hitting your quota. Everything's about you're literally pushing drugs, uh, you know, that are making people think they're better when they're not and end up needing a better drug to fight it later down the road. You're keeping yourself in business is the idea. And instead of providing cures... At low rates, you're coming in, and every single time a new version is dropped with a different name and branding, the cost all of a sudden increases. I mean, exponentially. Yeah. It's yeah. It, not not even tenfold. It's like hundreds to thousands it's fold. It's almost like healthcare shouldn't be private business. What? Well, because uh, they're... 
because there is a thing where like they'll like their uh, copyright's about to expire and they'll change yeah. or add an active ingredient to it to where it extends it or some yeah. shit like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah, I find that to be bullcrap. They yeah. roll a rev on it basically. Again, this is you have to think about the context. Like this is early on in that genre of of this happening. You know, you and can thank Disney for that, right? Fucking Disney. <laughs> Disney continually lobbies to change copyright laws oh, so yeah. that Mickey doesn't become and that doesn't public. Just, and that doesn't just act for like yeah. fictional characters no, that's no, copyright that, that's copyright in general, in general yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I feel like at this point I'd be okay with just giving Disney their own copyright laws and can we just give them Florida they can just have Florida sure yeah. yes that means they're stuck with Trump give them a state <laughs> Oh, God, they'll elect Trump. No, they wouldn't. Florida? No. Florida would. No, no, no. Disney wouldn't allow it is what I'm saying. Yeah, no. They're they're just going to take him and chain him to the Hall of Presidents. Like, they're going to get rid of his animatronic. He is an animatronic. No, no, no. He's his own attraction. A Hall of Disgrace Presidents. It's just (laughs) just him. Mix and hands out entry flyers. You get to to throw peanuts at him. So, I have been going to Disney since I was a little kid. Like, 91 was the first time in ever. Like, I was very spoiled. Wow, it must be nice to be white. Yes. Very nice. (laughs) The first time I did Hall of Presidents was when I was there in 2019. Because I needed to see Trump. Oh my goodness. Wasn't it like a Hillary doll that they like, they're like, oh fuck, and they had to like change it at the last minute? I think I'm, that's the story. That is a story that is out there. I don't think it's true. If it was, I would want to know who owns the Hillary doll now. No, I think it's still there. Yeah, the, the theory oh. is they had a Hillary doll and they just like no one changed her to wig. Win. Like it's in, oh, oh. And, and painted her more orange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the I breasts are about the same, so. Pretty much. Can you see it? I haven't seen that picture in a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It's also, those are animatronics. Like, they're impressive. They're not attractive. Yeah, yeah. Like. I don't think they're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. see, like, there's, like, the side-by-side where it's like, oh, my God, that's that's plausible. That yeah. Is... I don't believe it, but. Yeah. Chick fucks with dicks. They meet for coffee, and basically, she calls him on his bullshit, and she's like, look. You just want to fuck. I want the same thing. Simple as that. Uh, so let's do it. No strings attached. That scene is steamy. It is. Wow. I was like, okay. He was like, you know, I was doing this with Heath Ledger and the entire time I wanted to be doing it with you. And, <laughs> you know, it all makes sense to me now. Yeah. You know? Like um, that might be my favorite sex scene in like all of cinema. It was pretty good. That was now, well done. Now, I remember hearing, I don't know if this is true or not. But I guess maybe one of those scenes they were actually having sex. Really? That's what I've heard. I, I, I cannot prove that by any means. I could Google it. And I wonder if it's the one when she finishes. The the yeah. like the last one. Yeah. Yeah. When before they go to Chicago. Yeah. My money is on that one. That is, that is either real. It's very intimate. Extremely. Or Anne intimate. Hathaway deserves all of the Oscars. Yeah. Ever. Oh, yeah. 100%. I'm sad she doesn't get more work. Yeah. Yes. And not just because of the sex portion. Like, no, no yeah, like yeah. the She's acting a, itself. Yeah, generally a great actress. My note says they agree to use each other as fuck puppets. <laughs> <laughs> that's, clearly, she has left Genovia. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like making fuck Muppets? I mean, no, they don't sing enough. Muppets sing. Oh, we didn't watch the same version then. Ah, shit. <laughs> It's not easy taking the blue. Ew. Yeah. And then we see these this montage of he's on sales calls and his beeper will go off. Yes, that's right. I said beeper. Yep. And it was her beeping him for that ass. She's like, vitamin D. That's what I need right now. I'm so glad we became adults after that. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I'm glad we had text messages. Yeah, you couldn't send a nude through beeps. 
I mean, you could. You can Morse code it, I guess. It would just be like a parentheses, a period, a close parentheses, and then the same thing. Or just 8,008. (laughs) (laughs) So during the montage, he's going into a call sale. He gets a beep. He has to run and and basically just fuck Anne Hathaway. Poor guy. I love that (laughs) one of them, though. Like the way they end that montage is her showing up to his apartment. Yeah. And she's acting like she's in upset about something. He's like, what's going on? What's wrong? She's like, I'm sorry. I just had to see you. And she walks in and she turns around and drops her trench coat. And she is wearing nothing under it. And at that point, all we had seen, no, because she had her clothes on most of the part for the first sex scene. Yeah. And so, and then everything else was like suggested, like them walking out of the closet. and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden it was like, she was completely naked. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess that's what we're doing in this. And then Josh Gad 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 was sitting on the couch. No, wasn't he laying? He was laying on it. Yeah, he was like sleeping on his couch. Wearing a a white Hanes t-shirt. Yep. A really crappy boxers. Uh Like the ones that don't stretch at all in any direction. Oh yeah, no, not at all. Like Like, you just look like, you know, a a tin of muffins pouring out of it. And it cuts off right below the ass crack. Uh Uh-huh. So it's like. Yeah. His voice is fantastic. It's like, it's so distinct and I just, I love it. I know when it's him, but at the same time now, because of, you know, having daughters, all I hear is Olaf. Yeah. And so I'm just cracking up every time that he says something and he's, he's like, it's okay. I can't see. My glasses aren't on. My glasses aren't on. And she's on the floor covered up with her coat, just laughing. laughing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so funny because my note just says, Olaf got to see Catwoman naked. (laughs) (laughs) I love when he, Josh Gad is talking to his ex-wife or his, to his wife. Technically they're still married. They're, they're doing the separation portion on the phone on the flip phone that I noted <laughs> but he, how he's like oh yeah well you know what maybe you should quit maybe you should try quipping such a fucking bitch and I'm just like this is I'm listening to Olaf tell somebody yeah quit being a fucking bitch that's all I can hear the entire time and I'm like how many times in Frozen could he have said that Probably more so in Frozen 2. But like, <laughs> Ooh, it's funny because like, it's true. We are 45 minutes into the film. <laughs> oh. Before we hear anything about Viagra. So yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal's character is doing okay at selling Zoloft now that he's found his way into these doctor's offices. But he wants to make it big. He wants to be the top seller for a drug. It's also, at this point, we had her diagnosis. Mm-hmm. At the initial meeting, and it's not really mentioned again. Like, when they have coffee, she has a tremor that he calls out. But that's it. Well, and actually, that's, um, we planned to discuss this movie, and I assumed we would watch it together. We did not plan that. <laughs> Luckily, I saw this in theaters when it came out, and the only reason I actually remember it so well is because it hits really close to home for me. Yeah. I, too, want to fuck Anne Hathaway. <laughs> But really, um, Parkinson's runs in my family. My grandfather had it, mm-hmm. and it, I, I guess it skips a generation, which would be me. Ah, fuck. So, uh, we'll ah, s- fuck. Yeah, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers tremored, but fingers. Are we tremor buddies. Okay. Oh, wait, oh, is your uh, you in the same boat? Yo, yeah. We, we can open up the best martini place. We we can buy martinis. Yes. You can't help but shake. Can them. we also yeah, exactly? Can Dude, we that's also your have yeah. milkshakes? Only if they bring the boys to the yard. Of course they will. They're be, they'll be my milkshakes. Will they be better than theirs across the street? Yes. We'll put them out of business. Fuck the rhythm kitchen. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck a kitchen. But yeah, uh, so like the Parkinson's thing hit me like 
really hard. For I'm sure. Like, oh, man. Especially because early onset at such a young age it is very rare. The fact that she's going through that so young is, is interesting. Well, you got to think um, on how, like, violent some of her tremors yeah. get. Oh, yeah. The longer you have Parkinson's. Yeah the worse the tremors usually get. Well, so, absolutely. Especially if she's so young now and it's this bad. Yeah. She's probably not going to make it to 50 at this point. Yeah. yeah. But also, again, highlighting, I think, contextually, at the time, how much we knew about Parkinson's versus now. This is, tw- you know, it's supposed to be taking place basically 25 years yeah. before today. And Was this been before uh, Michael J. Fox got on the Senate floor? Without his medication? I don't know. We should look. I'm going to look that up. Because that obviously, a oh, a huge one. And I think that that also helped raise a lot of awareness, not just nationally, but globally. Well, people just, people like took it with a grain of salt. Like they believed it, it existed, but they thought it was like, oh, it just makes you yeah. do this a little yeah. bit. When in reality. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and the severity of it, but also the long term effects, you know, and that's something that, that we'll dive into a little bit later. Jake Gyllenhaal finds out about Viagra from, yeah. uh, technically, they were, I think they were calling it like a sex drug, is what it was, from Anne Hathaway, because... She's a sex slut, or a drug slut. Right, because she's a drug slut. I she really knows, like that phrase. Uh, yeah, she knows everything about yeah. upcoming drugs and, and, and treatment and stuff. Anne Hathaway, I'm going to need you and your skills to take people to Canada so they can get the medication they can afford. Oh my gosh. I, I have Bernie here, Sanders probably loved this fucking movie. Oh, I, I bet he did. The reason she brings it up is because he can't bring it up. Yeah. Oh, it's after he was like assaulted by the other sales rep who yeah. he finds out she had a thing with in the past and didn't tell her that he was married, and so that didn't end well. Um, but now that Jake Gyllenhaal and her are trying to fuck again and he can't get it up, uh, she brings up this whole thing about, he gets about something. I, yeah. I really appreciated this scene. The whole sequence was really nice because he, you see a character who has given no shits about it, like about anything. Sure. And he has a terrible day and that's, his response is, I want to go spend time with this person. And I just feel like in a lot of cinema, you don't get to see men doing stuff like that necessarily. Sure. I, you know what? I would agree. I would agree, especially at that. Yeah. Especially in 2010. Also, it was 1999 when Michael J. Fox uh, made his a speech without his Parkinson's medication. So it was okay. a year after this took place. After after the, after, the yeah. setting of the yeah, time yeah, setting yeah. Of, of this film. So yeah. interesting. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that is a, a good thing to see. And the fact that he's you can tell he's starting to have feelings. Which I think also plays into the fact that he can't get hard. It's, yeah. He was emasculated by this dude. He's starting to have feelings for this girl. Well, and she was also saying, like, it's a performance thing. And if you worry about the performance, you can't perform. Yes. Yes. And I felt that in my soul. Like, I don't know yeah. how many guys you have slept with. But this is a situation that is that is not uncommon. Like, I imagine it sucks for you guys, theoretically. I don't know. I don't know what your dick stories are. But, like... As a girl, being in that situation, it's so fucking hard to not turn it in on yourself. And oh, like, sure. No, so I, it's like, yeah. yeah. And it's also like, I don't want, like, it, but it also, happens. I don't want him to feel bad about it. Right. But, right. but the thing is, it's all on you in a sense because he's sitting there struggling, looking at his dick, saying, why aren't you doing anything? And so it is on you, not really irresponsible to get it to that point. But it's you. You're there to comfort them because they are emasculated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's. But you know, I understand what you're saying. Hard. It's self. It's, it's no, no, hard it's to not. not. That's the problem. It, it's, hey. it's, it's, it's difficult to not be self-deprecating. Well, and and it's also difficult. Just like I don't know how to comfort 
feelings of emasculation because I I've never felt those feelings. Sure, so I can tell you. So that. like I have figured it out. No, you haven't. Well, okay. Okay, what do you what what do you do? I, There's only one answer. There's only one right answer. Like you, you don't have to be very personal with it. What yeah. do you do in that situation? I, I tell them it's okay. Wrong. That's not what you do. <laughs> Jesus. You have them stand. Okay. On, like on the bed or wherever you're bumping uglies or about to bump uglies. Okay. You scoot yourself so where like your head is right below their gooch, but they're okay. standing, so you're far away from it. You just kind of bat at it, like <laughs> like a cat with no, a no, no, toy. No, 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 that's foreplay. No, no, no. That's just a regular. No, dick. I'm talking about the balls, not the dick. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, well, you're good, good girl. <laughs> and I'm sorry, guys. I had some. <laughs> I really hope that was not a sound effect. Picked up. <laughs> I've been farting up this whole time, and none of it smelled. None of it has smelled. I just got gas. That's fine. Yeah. No judgment. Oh, I'm being honest about yeah. it. And and I hope it picked up. God, I do too. If I really it doesn't, do. you need to add a sound effect. Oh, I'm going to. Yeah. That, that sounded exactly like one. It really did. Like yeah. it sounded like if I had an app on my phone and I could yeah. pick. Oh, you know, like, a, like, like a, a, sound, a fart. Yeah, sound you've board? got like a taco fart and a hamburger fart and a pizza fart and a wing fart and oh, a beer what, fart. What do you want? What kind of fart you want? Uh, you know what? I want a beer fart. Give me a couple minutes. Oh, no. He pooped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. If I pooped, I'd be all right. Don't trust the fart. <laughs> Ooh. But I forgot what I was talking We're about. We're talking about um, uh, pretty much uh, as a woman, how you deal with yeah. someone who's having performance issues. All you can do is comfort them. All yeah. you can do. Like, it's, it's not a big deal, but if you say that to the guy, they don't believe you. Well, and I think it's uh, a regular joke, too, yeah. because... I mean, it's referenced in sitcoms for, for decades now. I mean, even Friends had it where yeah. someone would say something about, you know, oh, it's fine. It happens to everyone. Or it's not that common and it is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And which, then Chandler comes out and he's like, I know it. You know, like that's. I love Chandler so much. <laughs> it's so good. But yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of bullshit the way you guys get treated. Whoa, 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 In, whoa, in whoa. this context. I, Wait. I, no, no. Hang, hang on. Time out. Let her, let her finish saying what she. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. Bullshit as in you feel bad for us or bullshit in as in that... Are you talking about the way society makes fun of it? Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It, it, so the way sex is presented in media a lot of times is that you guys want sex all the time and I, as a woman, do not. And that's... Uh, th- there's a lot of media. I think the majority... I think I think you can agree that... The, it w- I would agree the majority. Yeah. I would say that... Some of my favorite shows and writing are a little more will, into how women also want to get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I will like, also say that media that we kind of grew up with. Sure. Oh, yeah. Like the sitcoms yeah. we grew up with, women don't, men do. And that's bullshit because it's not true. Hold that thought. Beer fart. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Continue. I don't want to follow that act. <laughs> that was brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck. I need to take this extra mic and just put it right down by your <laughs> chair. <laughs> no one can use it ever again. I that, love that's, you guys. That's just your, your ass mic. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that, gives, that was a beer that fart, too. A whole that really meaning. was. That gives a whole new meaning to a boomstick. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, but, but yeah, no, but you yeah w- it's, it's not a fair dichotomy. And, like, as bad it is... It might be to be a woman who enjoys sex but feels like media is telling her she shouldn't. Stop that being is, a slut. Just stop being the, a slut. Well, that it's changing. Like, it is... For the better. De- yeah, it's definitely oh, yeah. changing. I'm not a slut shamed, but I feel like there's still a lot of media that puts the pressure on men. Oh, yeah. And it just makes relationships so fucking hard. 
which is the original problem. <laughs> full circle, my mm-hmm. friends. I like it. I like it. You know, sometimes if you play with the full circle, it helps. Um, hey. oh, I've also made a wagon wheel out of my like, dick. Like, hey. Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> does some shitty things in this movie. Like, there's questionable consent that happens with the relationship itself. Oh, sure. Well, the, like, whole, well, the whole thing is about the I mean, questionable consent because yeah. they, they both agreed, like adults... This is just We're just sex. going to fuck. The that second is it. he got, the second he got feelings, the consent was gone because it's under different, uh, con- uh, like, uh, yeah, different contexts. Granted, she doesn't know that, but she's also feel- getting feelings for him. So it, I guess it goes full circle both it, ways. But they're she, both they're both going against that. She knows that because I mean, the day he shows up with the Chinese food, <clears throat> excuse me, that was my mouth, not my butt. Like he shows up with the Chinese food. And she is very aware of the fact that he has feelings for her. And she may, she has not admitted those feelings to herself. And she tries to call it off, and he's like, nah. Not, and it, okay, so I t- will say it's that th- we have the moments where I feel like he does kind of step over the line to the point where today it would be seen as you're a fucking stalker, creepy dude. I, I think it's also love stories and movies. They're always romanticized. They, they, the... Yeah, they excuse it because the ends justify the means. Like if you have two people in a universe that are meant for each other, then if even if you do creepy things, it's okay because at the end of the narrative, that's what it's supposed to be. The problem is real life is not a neat narrative. So you're telling me I shouldn't be playing Peter Gabriel outside everybody's window? Not everybody's window. Just mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like romantic gestures are appreciated and like there are times when relationships need people to like push past because trying like if a someone is trying to pull away I, no I, means no Krista I am aware of that I'm never going to be okay with you trying to force yourself on somebody yes okay then get her Sex- off of me sexually absolutely but like emotionally there there comes times in relationships where yeah. one partner has to just punch through the wall sure absolutely yeah and it's just it's hard to measure that in cinema well I think one of those things here is when Anne Hathaway decides to Michael Moore a bus of elderly people up to Canada so they can get affordable drugs. Yeah. Which, again, great commentary. I mean, it's one quick scene. It's How relatable today. Yeah. It's <laughs> so fucking sad. It's so sad. Uh, yeah. You know what else is sad is the fact that we're going to be those old people, yet our generation is not doing anything to change any of that. But that's a different topic for another day. Um, which I guess in itself is the problem that we keep calling it a different topic for another day. I feel like we need to make some changes, guys. What, <laughs> like, with our nation? With maybe just us and like... <laughs> Zachary Stein for president 2024. <laughs> oh, I thought we were breaking up. No, we're, go- we're ascending We're together. ascending. Yeah, no, okay. no. This is... We're evolving. Okay? Become- this isn't even my final form, bitch. <laughs> so, you know, she's getting this busload of elderly people collecting their cash so that they get up there and to buy their prescription meds for, I mean, literally pennies on the dollar compared to what you're selling them for here in the Do States. Do we know where she gets her money from? Yeah. I never No, because she pulls out that giant wad of cash at the doctor's office. I yeah. don't know. Because I... You think she scrimps like, off the top no, for those trips? I, I'm not saying she's I, stealing it. I think she's just... Hey, this like is my it's job. a, a per- I mean, oh, maybe it is. Maybe she, maybe it's not just her. Maybe it's an organization that does it that she works for. Or something. I mean, she does say that there are people she works with. So maybe I don't know. I know she does like the artwork. She does the photography stuff. I don't yeah. know if she like sells I, shit, but it's interesting because she borderlines being manic pixie dream girl. 
but she's not. Yeah. But we also know about uh, as much about her as we do like summer in 500 Days of Summer. True. Oh, fuck summer. True. And you no, know no, what? No, 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 no. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the villain of that movie. Um, a baby bird lands on his fucking finger. How is he the villain? A baby cartoon bird. Guys, I think we need to take that movie on. Because no, first we 100% off, should. <laughs> so she's taking these people up to Canada and he's like, I need to see you. He shows up. This is after she's ended things because he's showing too much relationshipy stuff. Bringing the food for, you know, bringing dinner, yeah. having conversations, opening up about things. He's showing a... Uh, uh, dependency. Emotional vulnerability, too. Mm-hmm. Emo- well, emotional dependency, yeah, and, and vulnerability. He's not quitting, though. Like, he takes a step back, but then... I don't think he's aggressive with things, though. I think it could have been much worse. Like, he yeah. makes the one phone call where Josh Gad's like... He's like, what, do you have a brain tumor? Were you molested by a Care Bear? <laughs> like, I mean, he just I goes like the on the sound this... of your voice. Yeah. Get it, the it, fuck out of here. And he's like, what are, you, what are you doing? Oh, it's because she rejected you. That's never happened before. But that is an incredible Josh, Josh Gad oh, impersonation. Thank you. Holy <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I need to keep working on it. But that yes, was really I, good. I, um, I, I can only mimic farts off of foods and drinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's more talent than I have, my friend. Again, I, th- I think it's little. And he shows up when she's at the bus thing. And she's like, look, I'm leaving. He's like, okay, well, when will you be back? And she says, yeah. tomorrow night, late. And he's like, well, how late? She's like, just late. At this point, has... He processed how sick she is. No, no, I like, don't think. I, that's the other thing is again. Do I don't think, think he was blinded to it. Like that's. I think that's why I feel was? kind of like well icky about this because she's very upfront about her illness well, in the beginning. Yeah, and but, then he but just like kind you of, said, we don't really see a lot of. Well, there are two ways I can see this because he has so much feelings. He can't even imagine her as being. Quote that unquote sick. flawed. Right. You know, obviously sickness is yeah, not a flaw, yeah, yeah. but it is a burden at the end of the day. And he can't, he can't imagine her as a burden. He, sure. You know, he well, when you're in it. that, it's like when you're in the fr- the beginning stages of a relationship. Oh, it's exciting. The you only miss phase all I know. <laughs> you miss all the, all the red flags. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, but there was also a second reasoning that he isn't seeing Parkinson's as a negative. Mm, booby jiggles and hand jobs. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mainly just the booby jiggles, but yeah. Oh, that's something else that we'll get to. But yeah, so yeah. I, I just it makes me feel icky because it doesn't seem like he's thought about it at all. Like I, it makes sense why she doesn't want a relationship. I think it's the context again is just how little was known about Parkinson's. I think he's ignorant to what yeah. the severity of Parkinson's actually is. Okay. It's like asthma. I mean, because he it. has a he has a scene where he starts doing research on it after the conversation yeah. with this dude, which I, we're getting to and, and is coming up here. And maybe so. it's just because I'm coming from a perspective we know more. We know a lot like, more. Yeah. I I know people who have early onset Parkinson's. I have a friend who has a MS, mm-hmm. pretty advanced at this stage. Like, so it it, it is. We know more about it, but, like, the first time he meets this woman, she lists all of the medication she's on. Mm-hmm. In that moment, also was showing no symptoms. I mean, she wasn't, like, she, yeah, there yeah, were yeah. no visible yeah. tremors. There were, you know, I mean, as far as, like, outward and, and physical. So I, I guess it comes down to, like, they both kind of suck at communicating. Also, she whipped her titty out, like, yeah. right after listing this. The, Do titties yeah. make you forget things? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, literally, if you're in the middle of an argument and you know you're about to lose show the titties. just show the titties yeah. like us we like, won't remember what we were arguing about in the first place 
like perfect. As much as I like, don't want to be like, oh, stereotypical male. No, that's no. a thousand percent true. Yeah, titties, I mean, titties, okay. are, titties are life. It is literally sure. life giving. We drink life from it when we're babies. We literally suckle from the teat. <laughs> like I know you said we and you meant as babies, but I just imagine you <laughs> trying to find a woman who was breastfeeding her baby and like kicking the baby out. <laughs> Get out of here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be the first time I kicked a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the second time you kicked a baby? Well, that hasn't happened yet. I just got to find a woman somewhere during a pandemic, negative 10 degrees, breastfeeding her kid outside. Well, I mean, my sister's breastfeeding her kid. But maybe not this I exact moment. I hear her but... volunteering her sister, which is, and her sister's kid, to be punted. <laughs> Yeah, please don't do that. I've only gotten to meet him once. I would like to see him again. Uh, I promise you this, I'll put more more points in the park than Kansas City. <laughs> Sports joke! Brady. Sports guy chest bump. Sports guy chest bump. <laughs> I wish we recorded this on video. You two are precious. <laughs> I love you so much. We love you too. Hell yeah. Jesus Christ. This poor blanket, man. <laughs> Dude, whatever was five dollars from Walmart, it's fine. I'll buy a new one. It's a fart blanket. <laughs> Everyone needs a fart blanket. Oh, that one smells a little bit. <laughs> My nose doesn't work. It's fine. Good deal. Yeah. So <sighs> we were at the point where he shows up. Uh, the bus was late, so he slept in his car overnight, and it got back like early the next morning. She said that she'd be back late yeah. at night, and it ended up being. Can I add how cool her apartment was? Oh yeah. God, <sighs> that was dope as shit. Yeah, it was. Where were they? Ohio. Yes, because that's where he got sent after yeah. corporate training. Yeah. Couldn't tell you where in Ohio. Probably sure. Cleveland. I mean, it, you would. You it was. It was a metropolitan. Yeah. Cincinnati, Cleveland, something like that. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking Cleveland because of how North Cleveland is, and how and she goes to Canada. So. Oh yeah, they do take the. So bus that makes that there. make more sense. Yeah, it is on the border that closer to the border that way. I mean, he makes it very clear to her that it's his approach. His approach isn't creepy. He's not he's not like trying to make big speeches. He's not trying to go above and point. beyond the normal stuff. He's you not know, writing he's, her name in, in fact, the sky. If, no, if, if anything, he's he's literally just kind of like he just walks up and he's chill and she's the one that talks first, you know, and and yeah. he answers with very simple answers. Like when she says, were you here all night? And he said, yep. And she was like, Something about you sleep in your car or whatever. And, and he was like, yeah. She's like, calls this whatever it is. She's like, whatever we are, I don't get to meet. You're not taking me to meet your parents. I'm not, you know, you're not introducing me to all your friends or you're not meeting my friends or whatever. I don't like this. This whole list of not doing the normal things that you would do if you're a new relationship stuff. Which could you see that as her protecting herself? Oh, 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. And, and he lets her talk and he just kind of he quietly agrees to it you know what i mean like he's so in in my mind i i never never got the creep vibe from him i can see why like showing up randomly was kind of but it was i took it as more of like a look i just had to see you hey, give it one more try and she was like well i'm busy i can't talk right now I can, yeah well i can make that creepy just one little tweak of the casting Please. Just recast him and his brother. Then it's creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I wait for you in my car all night, my love. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I noted Jake Gyllenhaal starts having a lot of success selling Viagra. Yeah. Which Pfizer had not yet released until this point, and somehow the senior sales rep, Oliver Platt's character that he had been working with earlier... Got him a trunk full, like literally the, the trunk full of a car of samples of Viagra. Didn't 
Jamie tip him off yes. to it coming? Yeah. Yeah. So Jamie asked him about it, and yeah. he was like, how do you know about that? Yeah. And they didn't even have a name applied to it yet. It wasn't Viagra. It was just literally this little blue pill, which they have since coined the term. They did an excellent job in this montage of highlighting just how game-changing yeah. Viagra was at the time. And do you remember their first official spokesman? No. The sexiest motherfucker to ever live. William Shatner. Bob Dole. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot it was Bob Dole. They yeah. make that yeah. comment in here, yeah. don't they? Yeah. About how it wouldn't hurt his wife's bid for some public office yeah. or something like yeah. that. Who was it? Was it Conan? Yeah. That made yeah, that yeah. joke? Like on, And that's how... And then Jake Gyllenhaal like freaked out with Maggie with that. Oh, shit. Like they're mentioning the drug that I'm pushing on national television, late night television. Yeah. You know? Like that's a on huge prime thing. prime time TV. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and yeah, young Conan. I mean, you know, and, and those clips, those clips were real. Yeah. Which I, I was cool that, like, that they actually went back and found historical clips. So I think Dan Rather was the news anchor that was yeah. uh, talking about the new little blue pill that's changing the face of pharmaceuticals and it's you know they make the comment about how it was originally meant as a blood pressure medication which it was Mm -hmm. the side effect was yeah yeah. they were like you know all these all these old guys with blood pressure issues walking around with just like the the hardest dicks that you can just all of them are walking around like full tent that's actually how a lot of medication is uh, made oh yeah it's just yeah it gets pivoted you know that's what a good business does yeah we we all know that dentistry is like 200 years behind schedule Mm. like we're still using like metal hooks and shit to clean our teeth and you know do all this using drills and shit uh there is actually right now an alzheimer's medication where they found the side effect it restored the enamel in your teeth oh shit yeah and uh they found out that they can regenerate fucking teeth with it they can grow teeth they can actually just implant it and you grow a new tooth I also and enjoy the 45 seconds of just straight erection jokes. Oh, yeah. When she tells him about this pill. And during the montage of him, like, going to these different doctor's offices and explaining what the pill does and the side effects, it's funny because it's not just the men that are getting into it, but it's the women as well, uh, whether they're, you know, other doctors or nurses or, or receptionists, whatever, are just seem like, oh, my gosh, um, where can we get some? You know, like, here's the thing. Sex talk is dirty talk, but everybody has sex no one wants to talk about well the women in those scenes i 100 understand yeah one of my favorite scenes was while he was going to the different doctor's offices and it was like a bunch of old got middle-aged and and elderly men just surrounding him waiting for like their free samples and i wrote i was like wow he's just surrounded by soft swinging slack sausages right now love you so much. <laughs> I just, that was the first thought that came to my head. And I was like, oh, I have to write that down. I, my mind has been shut off for so long. I was talking to Alex about this. Like, I, I think recently really leading into the election and stuff yeah. uh, where I started sort of coming out of that again and, and getting more. I mean, I used to be so big into, I wouldn't say politics as much as like current events, duty, you know, yeah. and I was going to say the process. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, and educating people, fact checking yeah. and my mind, I felt had gone sort of numb, not soft, but numb. So maybe I should thank Trump. He was almost like my Viagra. He was my little orange pill. Got my mind hard again. I also noted this. Uh, today's vaccine wouldn't be possible without soft dicks. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
that's, I mean, that's yeah. because literally Viagra, I mean, Pfizer was one of the top companies for yeah. sure. Viagra put them over the edge. Viagra made them number one. It was a gold rush. It seemed like overnight. You know, I mean, everybody was talking about it. Everybody was, you know, doctors were giving it out all over the place. Yeah. Um, so that, Bob Dole. so that, you know, men could be giving it out all over the place. And are there, <laughs> are there side effects with Viagra? That's a great question. Let's look it up. Low blood, low blood pressure. Low, low or high? Low. Huh. It's just lower your blood pressure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it literally sends all your blood to your dick. Yeah. Let's see. Viagra. Side effects. Dizziness. Well, I mean, that happens when all the blood rushes to your penis. Yeah. FYI, this drug does not protect against sexually transmitted diseases, such Damn as it. HIV, hepatitis B, gonorrhea, syphilis. Uh, practice safe sex, such as using latex condoms. Consult your doctor or pharmacist for that, more details. It didn't, speci- it didn't specify gonorrhea. A high-fat meal may delay how quick the drug begins to work, but usually it takes effect within 30 minutes. It's my erection, and uh, I need it now. No, within hey. 30 to 60 minutes. Do not take more than once daily. An erection should not last longer than four hours. Um, Which I'm excited to get to that scene. Let's see. They have different dosages. They've got... Okay, well, hey, give me the side effects, you fucks. Of course, they wouldn't want like, to Like long-term, dangerous side effects. Oh, okay, so let's find out. Long-term. I don't think so, actually. I think it's like because they're one of the safest... Uh, yeah pills on the market, to be honest. It's definitely more safe than Tylenol. Okay. Side effects of Viagra include warmth or redness in the face, neck, or chest. Uh, yeah, from fucking stuffy nose. Headaches. Yeah, I mean, okay. all that. Stomach pain, upset stomach, nausea, diarrhea, memory problems. <laughs> I forgot how to come. <laughs> back, the fucking is just that good. I like that they had to add back pain in here. I'm like, you mean because you're targeting to a bunch of old guys who are thrusting, out of shape and are hip thrusting? Um, an inability to differentiate between the colors green and blue. What? <laughs> so Viagra turned Shrek blue? Loss of hearing, ringing in the ears, and dizziness. It turned Shrek into a Smurf. <laughs> Smurfette into She-Hulk. Oh, huh. man. Okay. You know what? All of those things I could give up. You can give up. You can give up blue. I'm saying for green, sure. I could give up green for blue too. I mean, like, yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't change okay. anything on the stoplight. I I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now it's, it's yeah. Green light's blue. It's blue. What, what okay. do I do? Which makes more sense to me. Red light, green light, dynamite, blue is what I always thought it was. Yeah. It's, I, think you're, kid, I think you're on Viagra. I was as a kid. very I was very confused as to why I'm like what red. I'm like, so I would then look at stoplights and be like, where's yellow in that? And then I had to look in a mirror. Um, <laughs> okay. I know, I know the medications do different things. I just, when it comes to medications for sexual health, the most common one for men is generally Viagra and for women is some form of birth control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the most common drugs are used to not have babies and to be able to have sex. And the one with the dangerous side effects are the not have baby slash terrible periods mm-hmm. I got medicine. It. And it sucks. I got an argument. Also, oh they generally fund Viagra more than birth control. It just infuriates me that there's the more like I can't go to the biggest hospital in this area and get birth control. Yeah. Because they're Catholic. Yeah. And I'm mad about Sounds it. Sounds like their problem. I mean, it's their problem, except they're the biggest healthcare provider in the area. And biggest job provider, too. Yeah. So, like, in the area, like, I get my birth control from the internet because it's such a pain in the dick to get it prescribed around here. I am 
fascinated by how much has come up during this because yeah. again this film touched on a lot of really yeah. it commented on a lot of serious things that were going on it's funny to see a this was made in 2010 so 11 years ago yeah and at the time was supposed to be set basically 11 or 12 years after the setting of the film so you know it's it looking at it now how it's still relatable in a lot of in a lot of ways yeah. how funny it is that we can look back and go oh shit i remember the the joke about the little blue pill and like you know viagra being everywhere and literally popping up everywhere hey. <laughs> just there comes a point where they go to Chicago for it's like a medical convention yeah. that not only are doctors and you know healthcare providers are going to be there, but a lot of the drug reps are going to be there as well. He asks Maggie to come with him rather than just staying home. She had had a bad day. Which Her that symptoms scene was. Beautiful. It really was. There was no no words. Her tremor scene. Yeah. Yeah. When like it was that, just her. That whole day, and then yeah. when he shows up. Yeah, that I, part was good too. Yeah, I really appreciated the, the when it was just her. She was trying yeah. to do her scrapbook or what, whatever the yeah. thing was, and and the tremor started. Just the way that she she went, and I was like, oh shit! She went to get the pill bottle, and the first thing I thought was, she can't open it. How the fuck is she going to open that? I've never considered that before. Yeah. That somebody with Parkinson's or my aunt has. MS. She was diagnosed when she was in her early 20s, I want to say. Good days and bad, but similar things. You know, you do get tremors and stuff with that. And I'm like, they should probably not make the actual medication necessary for that in like childproof <laughs> bottles. They should, make but that, they should make it a hamster drip bottle. Did they have, yeah, something. Or, or did like they a, have the hit lids a button that you could, something comes out. You or, could flip? I did she have they, that or did she have the actual trial? She had the, 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 the child. You got to push down the okay. with one thumb and then twist with yeah, the other. Yeah, because I, I think reasons like that are why they did it. They so have you the, can now the flip, flip them. ones, yeah. Which makes sense. But yeah. again, that also highlights the context here yeah. of when it was taking place, but also what was known. Like that right there is just basic ergonomics. Yeah. Looking at, you know, having some engineer identify that as a problem, go, we should design these so that they are accessible in these scenarios. Like you got to think about who the medication is going to for I mean, what. Just make a test I'm curious if it was actually an engineer that, or if patients. Oh, I'm sure that someone, like, but someone I had to know design, about those like, well, what's the next functionality yeah. here? You're like, such a bad person. The first thing I thought about when you said, you think the patients like were the ones that brought up that issue? So I just imagine being like the rep for a drug company, they're like, hey, so I have Parkinson's and I can't get your bottle open. Like, oh, but you can dial a phone. <laughs> <laughs> it just hangs up on them. I'm like, man, this, Fuck. this is why I shouldn't be in that job. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I I think this is also the scene where I actually started getting mad at what's at Jamie for not taking her illness seriously. So a after this scene. Okay. So I guess that's where I thought he was taking it more seriously when he saw her have her breakdown because she was trying he, to mask it with alcohol. Yes. And again, he he was just I mean, I ignorant to the to the fact, to the severity of yeah. what it actually, of what the disease actually is. As society was. And, right. Uh, which again, like, unfortunately, yeah. that's how it just was. Like, he he does the right thing. Oh, yeah. He comes back yeah. in. But, like, then they go to Chicago and she's like, come meet me here. And he, oh, yeah. She he went across the street, right? Because yeah. they were at the convention and there was another convention across the street. An Some lady gave her a, an unconvention. Some lady had given her a flyer and it was for people with Parkinson's yeah. and MS and stuff yeah. like that, um, which I loved. I absolutely loved oh, yeah. because the they had these scenes of people getting up there and like telling their stories. I, and I love the whole transit, the whole string of thought of, you know, each individual person getting up and saying, fuck this, fuck, yeah. fuck 
shoelaces. Fuck tying your tie. Fuck brushing your teeth. You know, like if I was like a a salesman in maracas, <laughs> that would be my Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. Like, we're literally saying, like, man, society's really, like, inconsiderate to these people. And I'm like, yo, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And it was all done in that montage style again, where it was quick, didn't give you long enough to think too deeply, but enough that when it was all compacted together, you're like, holy shit, that was a roller coaster. Because there were funny moments where they're just like, you know, fuck this, fuck that. And then there were moments of people like, you know, it's a struggle. Some days are better than others. Well, it puts you into perspective because they're saying all these things that you take for granted that you can do without even thinking about it. Absolutely. And these people almost, you know, they they can't do it. My favorite was when the lady was like... Who knew that God wanted us to be so good at hand jobs? You know, <laughs> she was like, Beautiful. my husband's always got a smile on his face. <laughs> Have either of you experienced a moment like that with anything? Like a cathartic moment? Like of, a, of a moment? I'm not alone? Yeah. Oh, uh, literally just now when we were like, oh, my problems. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm like, oh, cool. I've actually struggled with that, too. And I'm glad to hear not only does someone else kind of struggle with that but not only do like is it do i know someone else suffers with this or deals with this yeah. it's someone that i personally know and care about as well so it's like oh cool so here now we're gonna stop give it a break so i can go <clears throat> no <laughs> so, so the end of 2019 i was in therapy And I started having conversations about focus issues, and I was diagnosed with ADHD. Not only was that when I had it confirmed, like, yes, this is the way your brain works. Like, that's an incredibly powerful moment. So when she's, even back in the beginning, when she's talking about all the different testing that she had to go through to figure out what was wrong with her, like, different situation, because it's brain chemistry versus a degenerative disease, but, like, I had some of that, and then when she finds this group of people to sit and commiserate and celebrate with, and and she finds... Community? Community and, and joy in the solutions you find around the struggle. Like, through the internet in the past, like, year and a half, I, I found that because I'm part of different ADHD groups. I don't know, the scene really hit me. Sure. Like, real real hard because that moment is super hard to describe i've experienced that and strangely i think some of my most i would call the come to jesus moment almost you know that uh, not only are you not alone but that it's okay to feel sad while also finding joy in i I don't know if i'd say enjoy in misery as much as joy in the struggle joy you know like joy in over in your little victories along the way you know and stuff like that but i think it's funny because most of mine probably came more so when I was like big into church and stuff and like really struggling with my spirituality and my beliefs and questioning everything. And that's how you found Q. Yeah. (laughs) That was an extremely powerful moment. And again, I, they did such a good job at presenting the roller coaster that it is, you know, the fact that, and that was something else. They highlighted people from all walks of life that are, have all different struggles, but also some of them are struggles that, people without Parkinson's could relate to. There are some days where you just don't give a fuck, where it feels like everything against you is against you, where it feels like anything you try, you fail. And so in that, I was like, this is very relatable. But the following scene, I think, is the one where I was even more moved, 
which is when Jamie didn't stick around in that area, but went where the refreshments were in another room. And there was a guy there. So he didn't leave the, the unconvention. He just went to a different room and where he was talking with a gentleman there whose wife had stage four Parkinson's. Maggie was only in stage one. Um, I think I remember the scene. It's been like 10 years since yeah. I've seen it, but he pretty much tells, tells me to get the fuck out. While he he's asked, there, right? Yeah, I mean, Jamie asked him, he was like, you know, they've been married since 78 or something like that. Yeah. And he was like, oh, wow. He's like, you know, and, and his wife's in stage four. And Jamie's like, you know, do you got, got any tips, advice for me? He's he like, I'm a quick learner, line. which is a, a regular line that he uses, you know, throughout the film. And the guy tells him advice. And you can, he, it's not, he doesn't just come right out and say it. It's almost like... Like He's struggling a, to say yeah, it. There, well, there's a moment of like, huh, I wish someone had told me or should I say anything or, you know, it's like all of it all rolled into one. And it I don't know who this actor was, but it literally was just such a small thing, but it was, it, so but it was well delivered. Yeah. And he basically told Jamie, like, yeah, go up, pack your bag, leave a note and go find yourself a nice, healthy woman. The look on Jake Gyllenhaal's face was like, bro, what the fuck? But the guy breaks it down. He's like, look, don't get me wrong. I love my wife. I would do anything for her. But I couldn't do it all again. He was like, they don't tell you about diapers, you know, about the fact that you lose. It's going to take the very best of who that person is. It's going to take their beauty and their brain, their joy and their um, laughter, you know, and, and Eventually, it gets to where the tremors are completely uncontrollable. Uh, eventually, you'll get more brain deterioration to the point that now you're dealing with dementia, frozen face symptom, and you know they can't. Like now, all of a sudden, you're cleaning up her shit. And he's like, he's like, I will continue to do this, and I love my wife, but I couldn't do it again. And that's such a hard reality to face. It's like. I understand what the guy's saying. You know what I mean? Like I He's not a villain. I don't no, I didn't take it as a bad guy. I'm not like, wow, you fucking dick. No, it that's the it humanizes it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really does because it's not just destroying this person that you love and taking all their best qualities. It can destroy you too. You know, it literally is going to steal that not just from the person you love, but from you as well. And and that's Jamie has this sort of he has his come to Jesus moment there. Did you guys think he would bail? No. And I only thought that because there was so much more left of the movie runtime. Okay. <laughs> so without context, maybe. I thought he would try to Superman it. Where, you know, he's going to try to fix it because of the context and because of his personality. Just yeah. what has been shown here. Not necessarily that he has to help people as much as uh, he's willing to take on a challenge. And he would look at this as sort of a challenge, you know, but that he would fail in the end. So I was expecting an ending like 500 Days of Summer where it's not a happy ending, where it's not they don't end up together. They don't live happily ever after. You know, it's I'm real torn about the sequence that follows where they're going to all the different doctor's appointments. Well, so this is where in between. Yeah, he she is so excited. Yes. That she found her tribe and elated to the point where she 
finally tells him that she yes. loves him. Which, by the way, that's the other thing. He he told her, "I love you," and he had that whole like when he came panic home from the bar that time, and he had like a panic attack. I thought the other drug rep that's also at the bar had drugged him. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like they're gonna kill him. Wow. And then I checked the runtime on the movie. I was like, "Wait, where are we?" Because I was like, "Oh my god, is this how it ends?" Shit, yeah. <laughs> no, I just gave him Prozac to calm down. I thought he was gonna get an illness, and then they would have to be sick together. Oh yeah, and then like notebook it. Yeah, I like panic attack. Awesome. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so th- this is the scene where like she finally says, "I love you," and I'm yeah. just sitting there going, "Oh fuck, is he gonna bail?" Because now's the perfect time for him. Oh too. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, well, that makes sense narratively. Yeah, she's finally lo- softened up, and now he's gonna hurt her. That makes sense. He didn't. In fact, this is where it shows him studying and researching, looking up online and finding articles, and then going to see the the general practitioner Hank Azaria and asking about. More, and he's like, I want the names of all the people that are researching this, like the doctors, the medical universities, you know, all of them. Well, speaking of which, go back to the real world for a second. Do you know how far Parkinson's research actually has come since then? No, I that's and that's something else. I wish I had researched a little bit more ahead of this, but because we decided to do it so last minute, like I, right. I yeah, did not. Well, they actually believe now, uh, with evidence, with scientific evidence and data that they have, that Parkinson's actually starts as a, as a gut microbe, really. Oh. Yeah, um, and it travels up to your brain. Um, And so they're actually trying to see if they can catch the gut microbe early enough to and I, I I read the article a couple months ago, but I think like they're they're trying to take out that microbe that causes it with fecal transplant. Interesting. Yeah, like as much as I like poop jokes and butt jokes and putting other people's poop in your butt to like to fix stuff. I mean, if this is like you know where we're at to where like hey this can fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Put yeah. all people's poop in my butt. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, how, how sexy does he look just having that like so, one piece of hair sticking out of his beanie? He's right. the coolest, most attractive member <laughs> like, of our he's tribe. He's the quarterback, yeah. and I'm that girl uh, in the he's... anime club that's like, well, we grew up across the street from each other, but he's still cool for me now. <laughs> just wait till college. <laughs> I saw him finish. So <laughs> we already talked about that. <laughs> but no, I understand. I understand what you're saying about about being torn here that because it does show them going to all these different doctors offices all around the country there comes up a, there comes a point where they're going to check into a hotel and one of his credit cards has been maxed out he's the top seller for the number one drug company for the number one drug in the world right now he's not making phone calls and, and how does he not have more connections and, at this point right well and that's you know i think that that just highlights right yeah. place right time for some stuff but but the fact that he has chosen to take on this challenge but it almost seems more like it's his challenge and not hers yeah, and, it, and in that sequence the disease becomes his and oh yeah. it, mm-hmm. it's not yeah and i think i think that's where my frustration with him stems is like on one hand i understand the impulse to like search everywhere for something to help this person but it's not his disease it's and I, not I, his beast to slay. Yeah. Well, I He's also, saving someone who didn't ask to be saved. And now that's something I was going to bring up to where, um, how do you think she feels being dragged around all these places when she's dealt with this for so long in her yeah, own way? Exactly. And I don't know, it's almost offensive from her point of view, or it could be offensive from her I, point I of view. I think in the long run, you know, when she looks at it time and time again, at first I'm sure it was like, wow, this is really nice. He's so giving. And, but then as it goes on and you see that it's like you're rubbing it in her they face. did a really good job at yeah. showing the detriment it was causing him because he would keep getting pages, you know, business pages like he that he has to respond to while waiting in a doctor's office halfway across the country. 
for a completely unrelated yeah. thing. Um, well, it, is, it does suck if you're trying to save your girlfriend's well-being and you know life in, to an extent. At and that people, point, and, I'm and like, people keep you... calling you saying their dick doesn't work. Yeah. Mm. yeah at that I'd point, be, I'm, be... I'm like, just marry her so she can have good insurance. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean... You really want to th- try to save her? Throw it out there as an offer. It's a it's a choice. It's something that you could do. But no, you're you're absolutely right. And, and I think they do a great job at highlighting not only. I don't think he's doing it to be a dick. No, oh, God, absolutely no. by not. any means. I think he truly is trying. Yeah, it's it's a matter of agency for me because he has good intentions. A relationship where one person is making the decisions for both of them is not a partnership. And it, it becomes, I don't want to say parent-child, because, like, daddy vibes are weird, but they're not equals. And at the end of the day, he has to watch this happen. He doesn't have to go through it. Well, think of the dynamic, or really just, like, her own role. Um, she's lived with this by herself. Like, she doesn't live with anybody. She lives with herself. She takes care of herself. Her needs, she fulfills for herself. She is... Independent. That's mm-hmm. probably why she doesn't want a relationship because she doesn't want to be treated like a child. In a sense, that might be one of the reasons. I, one of them, for sure. And out of nowhere, after she says, "Okay, yeah, I love you too," and then out of nowhere, her let's life fix you. Her, eh, I wouldn't even say let's fix you, but more or less of you haven't done this well enough. Now I'm going to take over. I think that's probably pretty offensive to her at that point because she's like, I got I got along well enough without you. I don't need you coming in here and changing it like that. It's a control so, thing, I think. So I took it as, based on his personality and what we've seen, mm-hmm. that this is him, Not it's not him tackling Parkinson's as much as him tackling his past behavior of quitting when things get tough. Of self-sabotaging in the past, which is something that she has done as well. Yeah. Um, and and so, but in order for him to do that, he's had to literally stick his head in the sand, or put the blinders on and stay completely focused on the goal ahead, mm-hmm. to where he loses sight of the shit around him. Also, I would throw out there that up to this point, has she at any point not openly said? exactly what she is thinking or feeling or when she doesn't want to do something because yeah so building off of what their dynamic has been thus far i feel like she also could have been like hey yo you know raise the hand a little i i know i know what you're trying to do but i don't need you to do it maybe she was having tremors and couldn't we've (laughs) also we've also seen him ignore what she has been saying and she doesn't talk during the sequence really like, oh, no. Yeah. The whole thing is just her like sitting the, and waiting and watching. The movie silences her. Mm-hmm. And we have a history of him not respecting her wishes yeah. and like not staying away. And and again, like it's a love story. So and justify the means. Yeah. But because that's what they've chosen to do, that's how my brain is reading it. Sure. Like she's being silenced. Even though, mm. even though when they do get into it, it's uh-huh. under her conditions of yeah, yeah. not meeting family and not meeting friends and not. How the fuck are you gonna say, "Let's not meet family" and then show your entire naked body to, to his brother? Well, that was before. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, good point. That's a good. You know what? Good job. You won that. She won the debate. <laughs> Season two's wrapped up. So at at, at a certain nice. point, you know they basically she's like, "We can't keep doing this." Yeah. 
chick fucks with dicks. Krista, why don't you walk us through like the last bit that I've so missed? So it gets it gets jumbled. I do believe we have missed the sexiest scene in the movie. Though is it with her butt in the air and she's like crawling on the bed? No, it's when Josh. Gad is just having the best just, time of his life. Oh shit! I forgot about that. When he when yes. did that fault happen? When he's beaten off to yeah. the video of was his brother a- and, oh, and Anne Hathaway. And Anne Hathaway, that yeah. one. Yeah. When is that? That's like halfway through the movie. Yeah. It's two. It's after he had told her that he loved her. That's right. And they were in the weird, like... And so, because he comes okay. back to his place yeah. the next... That night. And Josh Gad is watching a home movie that they had made. Uh, Which, again, 100% dated, like, the time period. And I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. You, the, the camera that he pulled out. Yeah. The black and white. The, yeah. Y'all ever made a sex tape? Nope. No. I don't need permanent evidence of any of this. It's I'm awesome. going to say knowingly, no. <laughs> okay. Not okay. As far as you're aware of. No. No. Okay. Yeah. I I just love the moment when Josh Gad's like, I'm not looking at you. I'm focusing on her. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, girlfriend? oh, my God, this is so sick. He's like, he's like what about her, her, like her bits? Her, her body her parts. Her body parts. He's such a fucking creep. What oh. if he was jacking it to Havoc? Like, it broke the fourth oh. wall. Like, he had a VHS yeah, copy of a movie that Shit. didn't exist until, like, 2000-whatever. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. And he was like, no, 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 this is a movie, bro. I, but, yeah, that, that was... That scene cracked me the fuck well, up. Well, and it took me a second, too, because I was like, oh, he walked in watching it, you know, on, on his brother watching porn, and then I was like, wait a minute. Oh, that's the porn that he made. And yeah. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's his brother. Like, yeah. I mean, it was like a... <laughs> like, <laughs> a oh, no. Thing oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I love that he hears him unlocking the door. And runs into and the kitchen. And doesn't, like, like, turn the TV off. He just, like, <laughs> shuffles away with his hard dick and his Josh Gad butt. <laughs> God, I love that scene. Oh, man. That was really... Well, and the fact that Jake Gyllenhaal is like, this is fucking sick. A- after their whole interaction, and then he leaves. And Josh Gad's like, don't be mad. And then... It's a compliment. There's a beat. And then Jake Gyllenhaal comes back in. <laughs> it's like, he, nah. He's nah. like, run, Josh. And he's <laughs> like, what? Run. Run away. It just shows a silhouette. The, the shadow of him hitting Josh Gad with with the movie. He goes and pulls out the movie. <laughs> and he's just hitting you. He's like, stop. Ow. Why is your aunt and everything always violence? I love that scene. That was, that was it's good. It's so funny. That was really funny. Also, Josh Gad, I feel really bad for. Chick fucks with dicks. Okay, um, so, end of the movie. They get back from doing all the tests, and they're broken up. Hank Azaria calls Jamie to be like, hey, your friend Lisa is having a party. Bring some of our friends. It's a pajama party. So then, they show up at this pajama party. And Jake is in, like, a t-shirt and boxer shorts, like, very 90s chic. Later, we get the reveal that Josh Gad's pajamas were just a full-on pajama set. So all the (laughs) girls are in lingerie, and then Josh Gad has, like, Christmas Eve pajamas on, (laughs) which I love. So they party. Jamie's thing worked, which is the most infuriating part about this movie. So he ends up sleeping with Lisa and Lisa's brown friend, who I don't remember her name. But she's very exotic. They go through this party, and then after they have the threesome, Jamie realizes that his dick is still hard and it hurts. So he goes to find his brother, who is banging some other chick, and that's when we get to see Josh Gad's ass. Beautiful. And then they drive to the hospital. During the drive, Josh Gad tells him, I'm glad I had sex with that slut I met, because now I know how sad your life is. I'm going to get back together with my shitty wife. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, his wife has not done anything great. Like, she, there's no relationship there. But apparently, that's better than meaningless sex. It's not. Just, I'm putting that out there. <laughs> Jamie realizes he's sad, so he goes to look for Maggie, and he ends up racing the bus because she's going to Canada to buy more drugs. And in the most ridiculous scene is, like, speeding next to the bus and trying to talk to her through the windows as though this bus can never stop. Well, yeah, it's the bus from Speed, right? And, okay, like, I don't... You're not going to ram that border wall unless you're going 55 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you're just not. Like, I don't understand why the conversation had to happen at that exact moment and not when they're safely off. So he gets the bus off the side of the road. It might be a rest stop, but I'm choosing to believe he just gets them off They're the road. They're on the shoulder somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, he sells Viagra. His job is to get people off. Hey. Ew. No, it's to get them hard. To get off. There's no to there's no off. promise of ejaculation. It's an off-label benefit. And then they have this conversation about how Jamie needs Maggie because he loves her and she makes him a better person. And Maggie's like, yes, I feel the same way, but also... I'm going to need you more than you need me because my body's doing the degeneration thing. And then he's like, when you're weak. <laughs> For all of our viewers, Alex is doing the suck my dick hand motion that was popular in the 90s. By which group? Degeneration X. They have, they have a big speech. He says that he's going to carry her when times get tough and then roll credits. Okay, so let's ask the question. Is this a chick flick, yes or no? No. Nope. I'm going to say no. There's way, 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 way too much uh, pandering to uh, men with Anne Hathaway naked in it for it to be considered a chick flick, in my opinion. I don't think the nudity disqualifies it. The core of the narrative is not centered around womanhood. It's centered around illness and, like, mental health. And incest porn. Yeah, and incest porn. What is the point to the movie? The point is generally what's wrapped up at the end, right? Yeah. I mean, so I mean, I could say love conquers all, but that's pretty generic. I think it's love is messy. I don't think it's that love conquers. See, I took it based on the description of yeah. the end, and it could be just an oversimplification because I didn't see it. But he, time and time again, does not give up. And when he's supposed to, wouldn't it? be kind of like a targeting a certain group in this case women of going oh man i wish i had a man like that someone i need my man to not give up on me who would look at the end of the movie over it at their partner and go <laughs> he's side-eyeing right now would I- you do that for me or I know for a fact your ass wouldn't do that you know you, what I mean? you know like, you know what you know what <laughs> i'll uh I think Stein's right, because I saw this with a significant other in movie theaters, and uh, when that movie ended, we were already holding hands, she gripped my hand harder. I don't think it was a tremor. So it... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's... So to me, I love a lot of the story in this, but because of the end, technically, it would push it into the category of chick flick for, flick for me, because I have defined chick flicks as something that is targeted specifically at a female audience now and i don't think the nudity was technically male driven yes Anne hathaway was naked but oftentimes it was done in a like it was in the doctor's office when she pulls her breast out and it wasn't done in a sexual manner the camera shot wasn't a sexual manner now the sexual manners that took place also weren't completely like uh I would say male pile driven where he was cut out of it and you're looking just at her. Um, You know, he was included in it. It was more there was a sense of romance to it, even in the sections when they were like animalistic, just fucking. But even that was the quickest 
sex scene, whereas the others, there was a little more time spent when they were had more intimacy with them. So to me, the, the nudity isn't what necessarily male targeted. I mean, you saw just as much of his ass. And I, can they show dick at that time? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Because they don't have the balls. Hey. So for me, that brings it down to, okay, well then... The target audience is going to be based on what the goal of the film is. And the goal of the film here is presenting a character, you know, who is well off, good looking dude. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Who is good at sex, who has tapped into his emotional side and who is willing to fight for you and not give up on you. Not only that, but he's your love. He can also look at himself and say, oh shit, this is when I would normally bail the fuck out of this situation because it's difficult. Yeah. So are we saying that Anne Hathaway is a self insert character? Unfortunately, I do believe that she ends up being a plot device in this. I mean, there is some growth with her, but all in all, I don't think it's her. I think that, yes, she is supposed to be the self insert. I think she is supposed to be the the target audience seeing things, oh, this is the worst it could be. If I was in this situation, would my man be like this? Hitting springs on your mic? Yeah. Would your man would your man do would that? Would my man be like this? Know. You know, and so or or partner, whoever. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be man, obviously. But see, so I watched this movie and identified more with Jamie. Okay. When you enter a relationship, there are things you are committing to. My current partner right now his family has some issues and i know that being in a long-term relationship with him means that part of my life will always be dealing with those Mm -hmm. and i think at the end that is what jamie has learned that you can't fix everything in your partner's life but you can accept that the messiness is always going to be there so i mean i don't i see what you're saying i don't necessarily disagree with it so you identified with him because of experience but at the same point wouldn't you want a partner who can identify that life is messy and there will always be a mess and if you're going to enter in this relationship then you are committing to the fact that that mess is going to be a piece of it whether you like it or not I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. I yeah, mean, that, but that's, that's what I'm that's saying. That's what though, being like, a good partner is. So my point being that Jamie is the person that we either want to be like or want people to be like. Uh-huh. Okay, I can see that. In this, Jamie having dominant male traits, traditional dominant male traits, this movie, also with release date involved, was targeted at a female audience. So to me, I'm going to categorize this as a chick flick because of that. If it was geared more towards guys, I feel like the sex scenes would have been way more brutal and just not nearly as... There was a, like a lingerie pajama party. There were titties in that scene, weren't there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like a lot of titties. Yeah. yeah. Like titty- but like- it wasn't like an animal house lingerie pajama party. It was like a... I don't know. <laughs> it, there, it was just a different style of filming it, of, of presenting it, right? It's a different lens. And so sure. to me, it was a softer lens. Then generally, like, just go look at porn directed, or, you know, specifically at men. Like, it just... It's not... Like, there's porn that you watch as a man alone, and there's porn that you are willing to watch as a man with a partner, and... General, with your bros. Gen- <laughs> <laughs> I never watch porn with my bros. <laughs> um, but the studies of it, like when you actually go through and study, 
actual porn. Like, no, there is a very clear and distinct way of directing things and certain camera shots and the lenses that are used in, in presenting the story. I feel like this one fits more... Not that this is porn by any means, but applying the same ideas, the lens is softer. In a case where a lot of it is presented in a funny ways too, you know, Josh Gaddass. You know, I mean, like where it's it's literally a softer lens. Most guys probably aren't going to show Josh Gaddass. That's just not. It's not on the, the top of the list. No, and so at least not anymore since they made this. It, like everyone could like kind of laugh a little, like chuckle a little yeah. bit at that. Tee hee 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 hee. Yeah, I just I'm looking more at what was the point, who was the target audience. And unfortunately, I feel like this is one of those. He's so dreamy. I want something like him. Uh, another thing that I've started applying to chick flick is: Does it have a quote heartthrob involved? So essentially, you're just using your gaydar. Yeah, 100. Okay. percent And at that. this time, well, first off, I think Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, definitely attractive almost any time, even when he was like the young, hey. skinny weirdo in Donnie Darko. I would put him up in that category with almost like the the Disney people, you know, like Justin Timberlake when he was there, and, and Ryan Gosling, and you know, like it, it's almost like they're young and weird and awkward, but super cute. Army like, Hammer before he started eating people. Right, exactly. And then as adults, they've really you know uh, grown into themselves. You take the fact of who it is plus the end of the film. And I'm like, to me, this means chick flick. So would you say the point of this movie is the importance of finding love or the importance of recognizing the responsibility of love? Finding love between release date. Yeah. Marketing. Okay. Talent with, you know, the actors. What about the narrative? The narrative at the end of the day is just that. It's the, the goal is selling tickets. The goal is having a heartfelt story to tell that happened to have really good social commentary involved throughout it and made you think. I mean, obviously, this is out... We have talked longer about this movie than we did. Yeah. Uh, mean, uh, There's uh, a lot in this movie so, to work through. But with that, that what you have here is a piece that was written by probably a group of writers, I'm sure one main with a, a handful of you know, auxiliary, that had excellent social commentary, great ideas, but at the end of the day, a studio was able to say, okay, but the point here is to make sure that we're hitting our target audience and selling tickets. When you put all of this like in one thing, you lose, I, I don't think the credibility of the social commentary or severity and sincerity of the other topics throughout the film are any less degraded, but I do believe that at the end, the way they chose to wrap it up and how everything it fits into the rest of the equation that unfortunately I think that a studio wins in this case and falls in line with with a chick flick. I think if this was an independent film, it would not have ended the way it did, and I would not consider it a chick flick because the story, the the end of the narrative is not just beginning and middle. It's beginning, middle, end. Mm -hmm. And people remember what they first read and what they last read and what what, they first saw and what they last saw. What studio released this? That's a great question. I'm I'm not sure. I can tell you right there and then if that was why the decision was made. If it's Paramount, yes. If it's MGM, no. I mean... I don't think, I think that point has validity for sure. Oh, sure. Actually, uh, there's a, my favorite scene in this movie is actually a sex scene and probably not for the reasons you guys think. Is it the Josh Gad jerking it sex scene? No. Because it should be. No, it's one of the, one of the many sex scenes between um, Anne Hathaway and Is it the one where she comes? So good. Doesn't she come in all of them? No, 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 there's, there's one, one where, where like, and he grabs her hand. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, she's having a tremor like yeah. during. Yeah, I like that. It was humanizing. Yeah, yeah. that was a really good sex yeah, scene. I loved it. it. Well, it wasn't even for the sex. Just the scene in general was uh, was powerful. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sex just added more space to it. It was a sex scene. Yes. 20th Century Fox. 
Oh, so it's, she's a Disney princess. Hey. Let's go through and we'll give it our rating out of 10, again, as a chick flick. So if you don't think it's a chick flick, I mean, obviously, you know, score it how you need to. But this hits a lot of the pillars that we have discussed as being necessary to at least be considered as one. Between there's an obvious romance story. There is a female lead. Although I will say I think this is more Jamie-centric because we don't spend as much time with her on the disease as I think we would have if she was the primary. Yeah. Well, we also don't meet her until about 20 minutes into the movie. Yep. And then... No ending! And then... No ending! And then... No ending! And then... No ending! And then... No! No ending! Maybe we can start piss me off, lady. Because of the ending, you know, you've got the targeted marketing plus all of the, the feel-goodiness at the end of something that probably really shouldn't have been feel-goody based on the characteristics we've seen from these two people thus far. Yes, excellent commentary and all that good, but it, it, it just, we've thought. So, well, I don't think check flick is a dirty word. No, no, not necessarily. I know it used to be like considered a derogatory yeah. term. Here, obviously, we're using it in jest. So I'll start. This one has given us... A lot to think about and a lot to talk about and honestly a lot more relatability than I think some of the other films that we've done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that this is definitely a chick flick and I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. So I'm putting it pretty high up there for mine because generally I'm in like the five, six range yeah. except for my, my two, nine and ten, you know. So I'm going to give it an eight and a half, which I think puts us at number three for me overall. But yeah, definitely one to watch on Valentine's Day. Definitely one to watch with that person that you think that you are going to spend, you know, a good chunk of your life with. And then looking over and asking, well, boo, what would you do? Well, boo. And when they say, peace, bitch, this is definitely one that, that you're going to eat a tub of ice cream afterwards, you know? <laughs> that was something else I was thinking. We shouldn't do koozies. We should do koozies for, like, Ben and Jerry pints. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect, right? You could also like 3D print the Ben and Jerry's locks. Yeah. With your logo on it. And then like Ben and Jerry will sue us. Yeah. No, it's fine. We'll call it N and Aries. You know? Well, my Dogecoin assets are protected, so they can sue me all the fuck they want. <laughs> oh, just a pint lock. You don't have to it's call fine. it the Ben and Jerry's lock. True. <laughs> well, as far as rating it, as a chick flick, I'd probably rate it about a 6 out of 10. Um, as a movie in general, though, I'd give it a solid 9 out of 12. Nice. So 75% a C. 10 out of 12. <laughs> <laughs> a B minus. <laughs> 9 out of 12 sounds good. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say 9 out of 11, but without even thinking about 9-11. <laughs> and then I thought about 9-11. I'm like, Ugh. Okay, <sighs> so for me, I think it's a straight movie. Not a gay movie? <laughs> Could be a gay movie. That's fine. But just like as a movie, I eight and a half. As a chick flick, I don't. Uh, eight and a half out of what? 10. Oh, okay. The normal scale. I'm not a weirdo like you. Normal scale is thumbs? Eight out of ten thumbs. <laughs> the other two thumbs are in the deep freezer. <laughs> Roger Ebert would yell at you if you had a jaw. That's Or was alive. Fine. You have somewhat shifted my opinion that it is a chick flick. He's good at that, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I... I still resist the idea that just because it has the ending that changes the entire focus of the narrative. I see your point. Like, I'm not saying you're completely wrong. I'm going to have to go with a seven, six and a half as a chick flick. Solid. It was a great movie. Respectable. I th yeah, I honestly, I really enjoyed the movie. I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. Again, happy Valentine's Day. I would yeah. definitely recommend this only if you're 
really comfortable with that person. I, um, I don't know if I recommend it for Valentine's Day. It well, I think it puts a lot of things into perspective. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dark romance movie. Sure, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because there are some funny moments in oh, here, yeah. definitely. I'm, I laughed out loud at certain points. I think some they, of my favorite lines were Josh Gad's throughout the entire Josh thing. Josh Gad was so good when in he this was movie. Like, he was what? like, hey, how about we blow this joint and then each other? Oh, you my know? God. Like, and she beats the shit out. Or when he makes the comment about his wife always looks at his dick like it's the eye of Sauron. I was like, I love that he worked his nerdy shit into this. Yeah. Like, it made me so happy. Well, that was before... Uh, in 1998, that was before Lord of the Rings films like took off or were popular by any means. Yeah, so yeah. he only knew that because he's a fucking nerd. He's a fucking nerd. Exactly. I like when he's when he's talking to Jamie. He's like, I'm just uncomfortable with the fact that you have a b- bigger dick than me. Yeah. <laughs> I love Josh Gad. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So, speaking of dick size, how, how much bigger has your dick gotten since you lost all that weight? Um, I you know I because I've got on my tape measure marked off like two and a half right there. You know that's one steiny. That's one if you're measuring <laughs> units. Like, They've got my own unit of measurement, you know, so. Can we um, start using it for our rating system? Um, we should. No, because Steiny no, was supposed to be. awards that yeah, it's doing. an award show that we never did. <laughs> <laughs> we're giving us Steinies. Oh, you should man. do it at the end of the season. That's what we were planning Well, we were going to do it yeah. at the end of season one, and, you know. This didn't happen. Shit happened, so. <laughs> shit happened. Uh, we had a baby. You know, yeah, that yeah, was kind yeah. of what happened. So, because uh, we had discussed it before Rachel and I were even pregnant, but well, technically before I got Rachel pregnant. <laughs> Remember what I dogs had for you when you guys knew you were pregnant and I never put two and two together, although you built, already, like, built, like, the fucking baby room. Yeah. I, I was in your house for, like, a week, and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> I walked past that room so many times. I'm like, oh, there's a baby changing table there. I wonder why they have That's that. Fucking <laughs> I just never put two and two together. Um, oh, I'm so dumb. Since losing the weight, I mean, I'm up to like... Uh, like two and three quarter now, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, I mean that's point two five of two and a half. I mean that's that's ten percent ex- growth. That's like, just extra credit, baby. Yeah, I you mean, got ten percent anywhere, and it's <laughs> your wife married you before. Like, before I'd you get lost a bonus weight. if I got ten percent growth it's at a not, business. Like, listen, it's not the size of the boat; it's the motion of the ocean. Sure, but the ocean's always better when you're on a yacht. <laughs> This has been Chick Flicks with Dicks takes on love and other drugs and Stein's dinghy. (laughs) Listen, if the choice is a yacht that doesn't know what the fuck it's doing and a dinghy that is very skilled. You saw what happened to the SS, man. I'm choosing the dinghy. Oh, man. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining. Really glad we were able to get together to do this. And happy Uh, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you. I love you guys. I love you guys, too. too. And uh, kiss your wife extra hard for the guys who don't have one or a girlfriend. I'm free on Valentine's Day. Ladies. Ladies. Gentlemen. Puppers. (laughs) Please don't fuck my dog. I will will not fuck your dog. (laughs) Thank you. That's that's the cold open. (laughs) Please don't fuck my dog. I will not fuck your dog. (laughs) Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much. You guys have a great one. We will talk at you soon. Remember, be safe, be healthy, wear your masks, wash your hands, and don't be a dick. That is our jobs. And if it lasts longer than four hours, call a doctor. Later. Wang.